everybody, welcome to Directly You, episode 92, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Episode is this. I am joined by Parker, and we are collectively joined by Loot Pot's people, two of them, not just Max and not just Pete. Pete, I don't think, has ever been on the show. Yeah, yeah, right? so, so, so on the so show. Right? You were on once. You were on once. I forgot it. I got I you, forgot. Are you kidding me? You I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You were on my show like a yeah. week ago, and exactly. we talked about the fact oh, that I was on your God. show. But I forgot because Max is literally Ooh. always on. What a turbulent so start. Like, I love it. Right? Yeah. Wow. Jesus, you you, gotta, you gotta upset Pete early. Anyway, speaking of things that we gotta do quickly. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of things we gotta do early. It's like a good guitar amp where you gotta, like, you know, Parker, crank it up. Shut and it's up. a tube amp. It's a tube amp. Oh, but yeah, you sure? gotta warm me up a little mm -hmm. bit, you know? But yeah. then I really sing. Exactly. Uh, All right, do the housekeeping do. stuff. You, you got know what people do where people sing in their house sometimes. We gotta warm the house. Uh, you True. can support this channel by going to youtube.com slash fanatics4 or twitch.tv slash fanatics4 clicking the join or on twitch the subscribe button $4.99 you get loyalty badges you get exclusive emotes you get gaming time with us you get free switch keys from time to time you get access to Sparks only discord and you can join our discord regardless dude it's free 99 just tell you just click the link in the description and you can hang out and talk about sitcoms and Pokemon raids and That's right. all that great fun stuff. I'm sorry, stuff. do you guys have a sitcoms channel? No, but people talk about it. Okay. Generally, it's a that. lawless, lawless land. You guys gotta, you guys send, me, send me an invite to this Discord. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come get in there. Let's go. It's in the description, Pete. You would know that if you send me one right now. I'm just, just. We're friends, so I gotta go to the video. You can't are send me. Are we truly? I thought we were, and then you forget that I come on your show and start shoot or. I didn't finish it though. I didn't finish it. So I didn't now know. you're not even good friends with Pete because you're making a, a Pete Parker because you had to make a edit out of swear. Hey, you know this what? Is, this is turbulent. This is a mess. It is, this man. Is family. Everything this is, is what you do for up. family. It's not even Thanksgiving anymore, Parker, dude. I'm really thankful for you. You're, you're always kind. Always kind. Yeah. Parker had literally said nothing but something about a two-bit. He, yeah, did. he, he didn't have a chance to say anything mean yet. Um, but anyway, we are unboxing Pokemon stuff. Well, technically not unboxing it because I already took it out the box because that takes too long. And you're not going to get the box anyway. You know? So, like, True. who cares? Product provided by Pokemon Company, but like that disclosure is already at the beginning, you know. Mm -hmm. But FTC can leave me alone this way. <laughs> right, people. You want, anybody, anybody wants this code? Let me make sure it's not upset. Yeah. Last week we did yeah. a bunch of great facts, but this yeah, week we, we don't have to because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 something, 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 something. Got it. Yep. Put it in. <laughs> now let me look and see if there's anything interested in here. Uh, hey, look at that. This is shiny. This one's a shiny card. Nice. Not a shiny Pokemon, because that's a important. Oh, true. Uh, what is that? Right? Yeah, oh, it's Raichu. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's so cool. Larry Raichu. That one's shiny. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what happens with compression on this thing, you know. True. People will see this is really my anyway. least favorite part of the podcast. Oh, uh, let me also say you're my least favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you guys let Max on the show so often. Honestly, <laughs> we've talked about it often enough that I can't prepare. I'm not going to eat any on the thing, but I had some oh, of the oh. best Doritos I've variety. Never had them. Sweet spicy chili. Sweet spicy. Yeah, that's up. your favorite. Code. We've talked about them. They've come up on the show thing. probably five times, which is probably more than they should have. Five times at least. Yeah, dude. but they're just so good. So there you go. I just, you know. Oh! Had to represent. 
Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, we got some Vaporeon. Yeah. Wait, you gotta, you gotta say, wait, 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 you gotta say something when you hold it up so that you become the one who's the main person on the screen. Because I can't really it's see not the cards. matter. It's oh all four God. things. Oh, it's because your hey, things all messed I up. I told and you dumb. to click on this. Click on the view at the top right hand corner. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, sorry, I never, 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 hey, oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one, man. There we go. That's a good Venusaur. That is a nice Venusaur. Solid. All right, that's all of those. Nice. Man, everything it's goes the, right when the entire PT. reason you downloaded the, the thing is so that you could get this view and you didn't even have it on. <laughs> but AJ, you know what? Now how, would you, how would you even know that things always go right when I'm coming on this show? Because apparently you didn't even remember I had been on Hey, it. man. Ooh. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That the could have been the time, best episode the of the show. Time, the first time you're ever on the show ever in the history of life, this happens, dude. Mm -hmm. The first time. <laughs> you never been here before. Never. <laughs> um, AJ, while you're opening that, Seeing as yes. um, we're this is a video podcast for the first mm -hmm. time in a while, other than the last two weeks or whatever, can mm -hmm. I do yep. a quick show and tell while you're doing your show and tell? Go for it. Go for it. So, is it of your was, your shirt? I was gonna say, are you gonna show off your like, I mean, hot dad oh, shirt? Oh, that's my, it's my Santa shirt. It's my yeah. Santa shirt. No, 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 no. no. Is he winking? Uh, yeah, he's, he's winking. winking. That is a very suggestive that Santa. <laughs> he's Santa. He doesn't care if he's been naughty or nice. He doesn't care. There's the code, so people, just in case nice. you're fixated like, on Max. He low-key hopes you've been naughty. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's checked that list three times. <laughs> right, so it's a shiny card. Like, oh, no, it could have been that graphic. Oh, oh, what is this? Oh, I love oh, a good nice. Dustinar. That's pretty. Um, so these these are something you're not actually ever going to have in the US, probably. But I got these basically for free plus shipping uh, from Nintendo of Europe. So there's a Super oh, Metroid poster. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Very cool big poster. I'm that's really good looking. I think Liam Robertson just posted one yes. of those. Yeah, and he I was stole like, my content. He stole my content. Um, Thief. Oh yeah. <laughs> stole your sexy. content. Link between. That's cool too. Uh, mm -hmm. Code up on screen. Link to the there's past. Code. And uh, a little little known. Uh, Yep. Oh, another oh, nice. Nice. The superest of the Mario Karts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool for free. Those are great posters. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh nice. It's oh. uh, quite resonant. Wishy-washy. Yeah, Wishy that's a good one. Um, interesting fact about those uh, those posters. Because they was a, a mess up at the Nintendo of Europe, wherever they were sending them from, shipping place, uh, they shipping actually place. sent me a set of the Splatoon posters first, and then I got these for free, for free shipping afterwards. So actually I got two sets of posters oh, for free. Oh, look at that. Code. Code. Very nice. Got it. Any good cards yeah. in this? What? Oh, probably. Who's to say? Wish you watching shiny in here, dude. This pack is a ripoff. Nothing oh, shiny. Is there a reverse hollow? Was it? There's wasn't the wishy-washy shiny? shiny Here's uh, trap okay. Yep. But we already have one I of those. I think I've given my opinions on reverse hollows, and it's pretty much that it just feels like padding. I don't. <laughs> I don't like them as much. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I mean, there's like one-offs sometimes that are like they do a good job with some or whatever. But more often than not, it just feels like you're supposed to have a hollow it's in like every you booster pack. Got something cool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. say I, one thing I do really like about the new sets is um. When there are the, that art of like the like the where it kind of looks the like the art breaking out too, yeah. you know, uh -huh. like it pl it plays with the space of the sides of the card. That's, that's nice. Cool. That reminds me of the I think it's a Team Rocket Onyx from. And that's it, dude. Gen that's 1. it for this week, man. That's it for this week. Good job, Pokemon right, Company. Man. You did it. Thanks for sending us cool stuff. Thanks for you know? pull them all. <laughs> <laughs> pull them all. 
Um, well, cool. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Let's, uh, here's the next bit of, of order. That's not a sentence. What guys, Here's what are you more getting, show. Yeah. How dare you say order with this that's happening that right now? That is true. This is a Splatoon 2 situation. Chaos versus order. Who's to say? Um, speaking of which, though, what have you guys been playing this week? I've been playing uh, Pokemans mm -hmm. <laughs> and the Super Smash Brothers of Ultimates, which I have things to say. So you guys go How on. How many episodes with, of the playing? podcast back are we right now? This seems like every episode you're on is Pokemon Smash, right? Um, yeah, like for a million. Last, what four or five? That's months? the brand, Probably. dude. Yeah. True, surely it, is. it really is. I, I mean, I've been playing a little bit of something else too, but again, we could talk about that after you guys talk about where you're playing. Yeah, um, sure. Well, and okay, it's heads up for people: we're gonna do the reason Pete and Max are both on. We're gonna do a Pokemon spoiler cast towards yep. during one as the last news topic. So we're gonna hold off any Pokemon talk for that point. We'll put timestamps and stuff so you can skip it if you haven't beaten the game and all that stuff because we'll be cool. talking about everything's free game. Uh, I'll probably not know some stuff and find out there even though I've beaten the game at this point. Um, but yeah, I did mm. I did beat the game and also I've been playing Divinity Original Sin 2. Ooh. Oh, cool. And that game just... this is so, so, Pete, I had played it some, like 25 hours back in like August or September or something like that. And then Link's Awakening came out, a bunch of games came out. And of I was course. like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm putting this down so I can, you know, be a goose for a little bit or whatever. And I hadn't gone back to it because I knew it was going to be like as soon as I did, it's just like this big investment. And I picked it back up like two or three days ago. And sure enough, like <laughs> I, I would almost say it kind of feels like a melding between the exploration adventure side of Breath of the Wild in the sense that like there's something new around every corner where you're just like, ah, mm -hmm. like anything could happen. You go in any direction and something would happen that feels beneficial. Um, so that. But then the combat is more like D and D slash eh, kind of Fire Emblem y. Like it's um, not quite Fire Emblem y because it's not just like an SRPG like that where it's gridded out and stuff. But that's sort of what I it's mean, like. D and D in itself is kind of sorry. Fire, uh, yeah, D and D in itself is kind of strategy based, isn't it? You can only yeah. move in certain ways. You only can use certain right. attacks. Yep. You've only got certain like you know uh, mm -hmm. charges of certain attacks, ammo, blah blah blah. So I can see how that would uh, filter over. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot of strategy yeah. to that. Yeah, it, for sure. It, and like learning lots of different spells and like you can do mm -hmm. things kind of the whole, you know, kind of the Breath of the Wild. You can do stuff however you want, just in a strategy thing instead of like a more action y kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I cut you off. Man, you, go could, for it. you could actually like, you could really, um, you know, stretch this out and say that Mario and Rabbids uh, is a DD game because technically um, it is. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. I mean, if it's not, then what's anything? <laughs> I can only move six inches. Mario can only move six inches before he can fire off his, you know, <laughs> uh, agonizing blast or whatever. Uh huh. Wow. He's guns. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've been playing, and it's nice. so good. Um, I'll be talking about it probably for a million years to come. But yeah, you, yeah did they send the thing it. yet? They're supposed to be sending uh, Parker. They haven't, thing. but it'll show up at some point, and I will show it on the podcast. Oh, I'm sick. excited. Okay. Tell me about what, it off, off camera. What was that? You got the physical, or they're sending they're something? Sending, they're sending him a box with the physical Ooh. and apparently other things. Oh, mm. what? don't don't know what. That's cool. You know? Sounds amazing. So I'm excited. So I'm probably going to, I might see if Mitch wants to play the physics, since I have it digitally now because they sent it over. I'll pro mm -hmm. I might see if Mitch will play it physically because we can play co-op. So mm -hmm. that would be fun to play with my bud. That's great. Now, is there is there cross-play? I know there's cross-progression, but could you play with somebody on Steam? I don't know, to oh, be I honest. I'm not sure how that works. So. And I also, I guess to clarify too, the multiplayer is like, 
one person's the host essentially so you're kind of yeah. playing somebody else's campaign um which is like good and bad because at the same time it means like if mitch did want to play he could jump right into mine where i am now that also means learning curve blah 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 but also that means like if he wanted to play his own campaign it's the same campaign and he'd be starting from the beginning so like kind of seems like you'd want to do the whole thing co-op or the whole thing single player yeah not really in between it kind but, of reminds me of like know. when i played the division and a friend of mine was like oh yeah hop in my game we'll play co-op i was like that sounds like a great idea and he'd been playing it for 50 hours or whatever yeah, right so i joined his game and i spent the whole he's like you hang back i'll deal with this and then the entire time we played together was like you hang back i'll yeah. go and kill the people because you can't kill anyone and then you come forward and then you you, you hide here i'm like yeah, yeah. this is fun yeah <laughs> it's like a bad version of what marvel ultimate alliance did yeah where, like it was a lot of joining other people's campaigns yeah. but it's a lot better at making you involved because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not useless if you're lower level yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're just not as useful yeah <laughs> from from what i understand borderlands 3 got a lot of praise for that yes, this year for having yes. a really really like friendly system for that where you could jump in and play with your friends kind of wherever Oh, it balances out, doesn't it? I remember the yeah. guys on the kind of funny were talking about a lot. They were big on, big on how they how Overwatch, uh, Overwatch, sorry, Borderlands <laughs> put that in. Sorry, I'm thinking about Overwatch already. Yeah, <laughs> Borderlands put that in. Yeah, right, right. And I I imagine that we're probably going to see a lot of games l learn from that. Hopefully, because mm -hmm. I think that's like the more we get these always online multiplayer games, like that's a thing you've got to have figured yeah. out. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be penalized if I want to come to the game, like, after its initial wave, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like most games do that. Like, if you jump on, like, a game like Monster Hunter, right? Like, after all your friends have been playing for yeah. a few weeks, like, you're a million miles behind them, and they can either do what you were talking about in the division where it's like mm -hmm. all right do you want to babysit and drag me through everything or i mean i, mean, I guess with know. monster hunter and i haven't played it very much so i don't really know but to my understanding it's not so much character leveling as equipment yeah, leveling level up. so i guess you can, theoretically you can just scale back your weapons you, you might be able your to if like here Right. Yeah, so that yeah, said, like, that. maybe if you do piggyback for one high-level mission and you kind of hang back and let them do it, maybe you can catch up, like, just then. I don't know. Yeah, well, like, it's definitely like, easier. When yeah, I was G-ranking yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, we, me and my mate used to drop down to uh, high rank, mm -hmm. uh, do, downgrade our gear, mm -hmm. and then go into a game and help people out. Like, we wouldn't carry them, we'd just be helping them, because we're not going in with our G-rank armor, just, like, wiping yeah. things out in high rank. We're in the high rank, in high rank gear, appropriately, like, you know, skilled, and then just helping people out, mm -hmm. because otherwise yeah. they're not going to learn. They're going to get into G-rank and then be like, well, crap, I'm stuck. <laughs> so yeah. I mean. That was, uh, when I when I first started playing um, League of Legends years ago, mm. my friends had already been playing for, like, a, like mm, I want to say, like, a year-ish or maybe a few months. And, like, I kept getting pulled into these, like, very high elo games compared to where my skill level was. Mm -hmm. And at first it was awful because I was, like, just <laughs> useless and, like, learning how to play with people who were already pretty good. And But eventually it, like, paid dividends because then it was, like, I was forged in the fire and I got <laughs> really good. <laughs> Leroy James! I don't know. <laughs> That's a yeah, Warcraft thing. Yeah. What have you guys been playing, though? That was, uh, yeah, Divinity is great. Pete. So, uh, I, yeah, I the game I played the most this week is um, Shovel Knight Showdown. Ah, oh, fun. Yeah. I uh, actually reviewed it for Loot Pot, so if you're interested, you can go check out my review over at LootPots.com. Plugs. Uh, nice. But yeah, Yacht Club. Description. Oh right, link in the description. There you go. Uh, Yacht Club sent us a code for review, so shout out to them. And um, I'm a huge Shovel Knight fan, but none of the DLC has really connected with me until mm. Showdown. 
Okay. Um, really? Like, even yeah, what so, about King of Cards? Like, is that... I, I haven't played King of Cards yet. That's okay. the only one I haven't touched. Um, but I both... turned down the review code for King of Cards because I just wouldn't be able to get it yeah. done in time. But I was like, really like, ah, uh, should have done it. <laughs> what I had to do, like, you know, uh, Pixelpar asked me if I wanted to do both of them, and I was like, yes, but I only have like two days this weekend where I can play video games. Like, I'll do, I'll do Showdown, and I played like probably 15 20 hours of it the way you said that kind of implies there could be more than two days in weekends like maybe somewhere out there i only have two days this weekend but like next weekend 137 of four days yeah thanksgiving was a four-day weekend i mean that's true true that's true um i i got both of those two i haven't really touched showdown because i heard that there's like it's a a local situation yeah and it's like a whole wrangling of like hey do you want to help me out cover this or play this or stream it or whatever thing I played King of King of Cards. The, the single player things mm. in it though are like really robust. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, so like I I played both um, Plague of Shadows and Spectre of Torment like a little bit, but the mm. same thing that happened to me with both of them was I didn't like the way that either of those knights moved as much as Shovel Knight. Yeah. And the way because I didn't like the movement as much, it affected level design in a way where I was just kind of like, I'm not enjoying this as much. And I would always just go back and replay Shovel Knight. I kind of disagree. Yeah. No, obviously I can't disagree with your personal <laughs> I disagree with your opinion. <laughs> I can't disagree with your personal experiences, but I do disagree that um that the level design is sort of harmed by their because by this movement, because when you when you're playing as Plague Knight, for example, and you there's a point where it will just click, and you'll suddenly learn exactly what time you need to let go of the bombs to your explosion, and and how you should be yeah. using the bombs to slow yourself down. And when that clicks, you're then just flying through levels like you're so manoeuvrable as Plague Knight once you work it out. And you're just so, like, yeah, you don't I, have to I think, do I think it's. I think it's mostly a thing of like when you're playing the game, it's shovel knight music, and you're in that you're in that mode of like I'm shovel knight, I'm going to be shovel knight and play this game like shovel knight. So like playing as the other knights is like this weird adjustment period, and I was like experiencing that when I streamed it. Where I was like, all right, explode, what can all this guy? You expect to have that do? knowledge, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, like, what can I do here? And then a lot of my time with it was just sitting there, like, okay, what can he react? Like, how does he react when he hits a wall? And then can I jump out of this? Man, what what you, happens here? I you know? watched you try and learn King Knight, and then <laughs> I turned the game off myself when I broke your stream. Sorry about that. I turned the game on myself, um, and was like, man, this looked really hard when you did it, and I just splound through the first level like oh AJ, mm. AJ just sucks because it's not Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. like, you know. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What were you going right. to say? You were... So yeah, as I was trying to say before aneurysm. I was so rudely interrupted by Max. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't I trying know, right? to I wasn't trying Gee. to throw shade at those campaigns. It's just mm-hmm. a feel thing, right? Like yeah. I, I don't and I wasn't saying that like negative um, that level design is negatively impacted right. as much as the way it's different was not as appealing to me. Okay. Whereas when mm-hmm. I picked up Showdown, um, because it's a you know a Shovel Knight take on the whole party fighter thing, like a I can play a Shovel Knight, so that's helpful. But even the other kind of movement styles were easier for me to pick up and experiment with because it's in a different format, you know, and it's not like here's this like fast-paced, fairly challenging platformer, it's like, okay, cool, it's a fighting game. Yeah. So, mm. which movesets speak to you? I mean, that's kind of like, like, yeah, if uh, taking the Link update in Mario Maker 2, for example, the levels built around Link are going to have probably more enemies or more, like, shooting-type stuff, those kinds of things, where, like, if that's not as much what you're into compared to just straight platforming like Mario, then, you know, that's... That mm-hmm. makes no, sense. No, towards one, one or the other. Yeah, that it would just mm-hmm. be different. Um, makes sense in that case. So, 
Yeah, so for me with, with Showdown, what really stands out is like there's so much content. Like the single player content is really robust. Uh, there's 30 stages. There's 20 characters. Mm -hmm. Like all of them feel unique. And there are like two major types of, of match. There's either um, matches where you win by being the last person standing and like t taking everybody else's stock, which you can either get by like knocking them into like stage hazards that are deadly, like mm -hmm. lava or into a bottomless pit. Um, but a lot of times, like, most of the sides of levels are, like, you can walk through them like OG Mario Brothers, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it has a way different flow than something mm -hmm. like, even, like, you know, Duck Game or Killer Queen Black or Smash, um, even though it's kind of a similar style. Uh, and then the other thing, which is way more common, is gem battles, where, like, there will be gems that spawn, and the winner is who collects the number that you need to win or who has the most at the end of the battle hmm. you know so if like the four of us were playing and it was like a seven limit and i have five and the time runs out i'll win or if i have like two and i kill all of you then i could win that too gotcha. but the thing is there's this really like deep level of customization over how you want to toggle what the rules are for each of those game types so they're like a seemingly like you know like hundreds of variations that you can do um, where you go into random and it just keeps spinning you into a different game type and it's like I you know I played it for like I said 15 hours and I saw you know Dozens and dozens and in the last play session I had before my review I was still seeing new game mode combinations. I had that's found cool. Yeah, it's crazy that they've taken this this small multiplayer mode of you know what was going to be just like a little multiplayer DLC and turn it into a full game the way they've turned all these other characters into full games and it's yep. just the, the the shovel knight package. If you got in early and you got that game for fifteen quid or sorry, uh, <laughs> yeah. was it twenty dollars? I think it is. It was fifteen originally, and 15 then it was twenty five. Right. Okay. So I got it for like twelve mm. quid. I think I bought it on three DS and Wii U, probably like twelve pounds. Steam probably right. twelve pounds. I then bought it again on Switch for twenty when it first came out, and now it's what twenty five. It's up to 40 now is with it? The, oh, wow. the, last, okay. the last set of expansions. Wow. Yeah, every time that they put out a major update, mm -hmm. they would up the price. Okay, man, well, I should have gotten it early. You got in early <laughs> on the value, man. That's crazy. It's such a... such a, just mm -hmm. a, All of the games are just such high-quality stuff, and I'm really looking forward yep. to getting deeper into King of Cards. Max, Bonafide are you... Classic. Yeah. Max, are you playing anything? Uh, I tried... Like I said, I started, the, um, started to play... King of Cards. I'm mm -hmm. looking for like more of a chunk so I can just sit down and blast through it. Um, I've actually, which I, it feels weird saying this in 2019, uh, been playing loads of Overwatch recently. Mm -hmm. Like so much Overwatch. I was not going to get it. Saw it on sale for like 15 quid with three months of online, and I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I've got a friend of mine that like he's like, oh, if I get a Switch, I'll play some Overwatch with you. I'm like, okay, fine. And then he bought the Switch and was like, get Overwatch. I was like, ah, ah. So I just bought it. Um, <laughs> And we've been playing loads. I think he's played about 70 hours now, and I've played about 20. Mm -hmm. um, he's played about 600 hours on PC, so we're sort of like, I'm learning all the characters. I haven't played it in so long. Last time I played it was 2017. Does it feel um, significantly different, worse, whatever, than playing it no, elsewhere? I thought it would. When I, when I saw it at EGX, um, mm -hmm. I was in the line with Pixelpar um, for uh, Silksong, for like Silksong, mm -hmm. and there was like just screams of Overwatch over here, and I pointed it to him and was like, look over there that looks so bad like look at that diva blah 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 blah. and then i was like so that was just hampered my opinion of it was just hampered when i was like begrudgingly bought it i was like yeah fine i loaded it up and was like this just looks like overwatch like <laughs> why did this this looks fine like why was i so down on it and then yeah i was like i'm not feeling this frame rate because it's not juddery it's you know pretty solid 30 unless there's like just loads happening um it feels really stable and i was just surprised that it is basically just overwatch and like the menu's the same mm -hmm. the only difference is you're playing with a controller um 
and also you can play it in handheld and i've been playing it at work on my lunch breaks um, nice. and i've been going around to my friend's mm -hmm. house we've just been like sitting next to each other playing overwatch online together and being able to like so, you know call things across to each other and and like i'm swapping characters oh yeah let's let's sync up our ultimate so we had a you know a move the other day where we just like uh, one of the characters sigma has arms where he lifts everyone in the air and then drops them down for half damage mm -hmm. so i did that drops them down just as he ran and activated his reaper ultimate which just like does, like just spins and does damage we just like cool. cleared a team the two of us because we we're in the same room like let's plan this out let's do this um and it's just something you don't get on pc unless i just lugged my entire pc to his house so mm -hmm. um i think it's a it's, it's it's a shame that it came out at the time that it did because i remember speaking to the pr company for blizzard Mm -hmm. at EGX I was in the press room with them and I was, we were just chatting about all sorts of things and when they mentioned they were Blizzard I was like ooh you, you guys are having a bad time <laughs> right now right and they were like yeah a little bit and I was like and what how's the Overwatch launch gone and he's like uh he's like who do you write for I was like oh like Luke Walsh you wouldn't have heard of us and he's like oh, okay we've got a code if you want one and I was like oh I see like no one wants to cover this no one cares about this yeah and it's a shame because it's you know a really good port I'm, I'm really really happy with it that's, that's that's so weird because me and bob reached out to them because we wanted to do the hashtag cute boys stream <laughs> yeah um and they just didn't respond i was oh, like really? all right because you have yeah, to just, you like, be locked in a room with the man i, I locked the door <laughs> i you used your you know, reaper you got the other guy to do half damage i was just like so what are we gonna do about this one then guys <laughs> I mean, I, like, I gotta say, man, if Max came up to me in, like, a shirt like he's got now with as much chest as he shows off, and I, I don't know, like, I'd be it's pretty intimidated. Shirt, right? I'm, I'm kidding, do you want a code? Do you want a code? <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Speaking of industry stuff... Guys, the Game Awards happened. I didn't even get to hey, talk about the thing that I wanted to talk well, about. I, I did. Tell me about the thing you, you wanted to your talk turn, about. man. Alright, so, Smash Brothers, I was playing it, and I realized the thing, because usually, like, just, uh, at the beginning of the game, when the game first came out, there was a lot of people complaining about how hard the AI is, uh, mm -hmm. for unlocking characters, yeah. and I was like, yeah. I don't, I just, I don't know what you, you people all suck, you, you're terrible. <laughs> Uh, but says the guy who plays Smash every day and trains. I didn't play it every better. day when the game first came out. The game first came out. <laughs> I unlocked all the characters the first day that I had the game. Uh -huh. But you didn't have um, any chops before this game came out. I mean, I did, but I didn't play this game. I didn't play uh, Smash Four nearly as often as I play this. Mm -hmm. okay. I played Smash Four like maybe once a month, if that. Wow. Because I just didn't have as many people to, that played it. Maybe you're just good, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, oh, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to get to that. Uh, I realized retroactively, I was like, oh, no, I just cheesed all these people. <laughs> so it was like the, the, the rule set for unlocking characters is a casual rule set. It's items. It's random oh. stages. It's all that stuff. So I just used all the BS that, that is banned in competitive play to beat these characters. Mm -hmm. So I was playing the game a few days ago, like right before the Game Awards, and I just was like, I'm gonna face the AI or whatever. I'm gonna put a level nine CPU and see what happens. See how good they are from three stocking everybody I fight and stuff yeah. like that. They do some dirty stuff. <laughs> like, and, so, and some stuff that I would never expect from AI at all. I'm like, yeah, like this man really just comboed me into a meteor smash. Like, did he really just do that? And, like the AI is really good in this they game. They hatched it too. They oh, managed it to make it weaker than it was uh -huh. at launch. Wow. Because people were like, I wish they didn't. <laughs> I wish they I, didn't. That's um, funny because, like, I was going through and trying to, like, I was like, if I can beat level nine CPUs of everything 
with uh, with my main, then like I'll feel okay about myself. And I was I was probably I was doing okay. Rosalina for some reason is the worst just because she yeah, has Luma. I don't know. Um, Space but well. but yeah. Getting now juggled. hearing you say that makes me feel a bit better about like okay, like the fact that I couldn't just always beat them. Like yeah, okay. they're I mean they're really good. And I'm not going to say like the AI is not the best. Like if you're, I can't just say like hey man, 90 days of facing the AI, yeah, right. 13 mm. reps, you're going to be beating MK Lale <laughs> tomorrow. Like it's the, yeah. it doesn't work like that. But for the most part, if you are like competent against the AI, you can be competent against. I'd say upper mid level yeah at at, yeah. at least if i know if i'm like playing a character that i've been playing for a while or a new character i'm like hey i need to nail this specific portion i need to i need to nail my um down tilt you know use the down tilt yeah. correctly at the time i will just put on like a level nine random and just keep doing like practicing yeah. that move in different mm-hmm. situations like, i remember when i was just at work when i just started um, this this new job and I was just every lunch break they're like oh do you want to go do this I'm like I've already got to do some practicing sorry and mm. I would just like sit there with my switch just as Samus just like right okay down spell down tilt down tilt down tilt and I, eventually I put it on um, Captain Falcon because I was a little bit bruised by that time that Bob beat me on the stream and it was like that close and I was uh-huh. like okay cool like okay. so I was just practicing 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 and I was just eventually I was just demolishing this Captain Falcon on level 9 and I was like cool we're ready and we just never got that rematch so it was a really waste, big waste of time man I love the idea that Max is at his new job and his co-workers are like trying to get to know him and he's like I'm sorry I need to train at Smash Brothers human interaction is like Jesus. pretty important but have you heard of Smash Brothers <laughs> You must be the most popular guy at work. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a stack of board games in, so now every lunchtime I'm being bad nice. to play, I play board games every day. Yeah. My boss yeah, uh, before no... brought in his oh, okay, N64, and so we would uh, play that at lunch break, and it, nice. was, it was a great old time. Nice. Go on, I get what the Game Awards didn't have a lunch break. The Game Awards did not have a lunch break. They, they, they probably had, had some lunch breaks, but we didn't get to experience <laughs> a single one of them. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this, guys. We uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about so many things today. So we'll have to kind of pick and choose what we want to like really delve in on. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, we should probably I mean, Nintendo there's only, not a right? whole lot to really I mean, delve yeah, in like, on. Yeah. How, game how much like Nintendo? So okay, I'm gonna cards on the table, guys. I had my company's Christmas party last night. Nice. I didn't watch the Game Awards, so go, spoil stuff. What happened? So okay, here's uh, yeah, for point. Nintendo fans, not a whole lot. All right, cool. I'm say we cut <laughs> out. Cut out everything that's not Nintendo related. We need to get to the Pokemon stuff. I say, I say, well, I'm highlighting now. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hit delete, and you're going to. Sounds good. I'm saying, if, if there's anything Dumb. Nintendo related, yeah. say it right now. So Dumb. okay, as Reggie far as was there, great. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, uh, Nintendo games that won, because um, there were a bunch of other things that won as well. But Nintendo games that won, uh, Smash Bros. won fighting game, which mm-hmm. duh, of but course. also great. Like I was a little bit poor like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had its chance, but you know, yeah, Smash poor is Mortal just Mortal Kombat for being so relatively garbage. You know what I'm saying? At least Mortal Kombat's a real fighting game, AJ. <laughs> yeah, nah. but, uh, that's that is unfair shame, man. They are supporting the Nintendo Switch. You should give them respect. <laughs> so yeah, Super Smash Brothers <laughs> won fighting game, and Doug Bowser gave a little speech, and it was nice and fun. Uh, Luigi's Mansion won family game, which was also quite deserving to the. May of Bob Wolf. What, oh, he was open. What uh, Super Mario Maker, probably. Yeah, he's very oh, upset because uh. it's it's a two pronged attack, dude. He does not like Luigi's Mansion, <laughs> uh, which is leftover scorn from it not being a Mario game when the GameCube launched in two thousand one. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So he just like hates Luigi Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion 3 was fantastic. So just saying. The, Bob, whenever somebody brings up Luigi's Mansion, he, Bob goes out of his way to be like, it's good. You know, because like everybody's like, Man, Luigi's Mansion's great. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, debatably, my Nintendo game of the year, like that, yeah. that sort of thing. He's he, like, it's good. He, I don't understand why people like it so much. I'm like, yo. He's, cool. he's, got, he's really got a lot of anger. He needs to sort out, man. He's Dude, he, he Luigi cut him deep as Luigi. a child. Yeah. <laughs> he never healed from it, you know? Yeah, so man. true. Um, just speaking of not healing, uh, whatever. Fire Emblem uh, 1 mm-hmm. strategy <laughs> game. I was going to make a, a something. It was, was going to be tough. You could, you could, something you about something, something Japanese teenagers. Fire Emblem 1 an award. Insert it. It was strategy game, um, which, good. Duh. Sure like, I mean, Wargroove mm-hmm. was the only other one on there that I was like, oh, that's fun. But obviously, Fire Emblem is exponentially better than Wargroove. Um, big Wargroove fan? Big Wargroove fan, Pete? I really like Wargroove, actually. Yeah. Oh it's really good. Yeah. It was a good I, game. But as far as, yeah, just like, you know, I mean, we all played Fire Emblem. We know how great it was. Uh, but it also mm. won Player's Choice, which, sure uh, did. which is like, what, dude? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. I mean, it did. It did. It did. Don't get me wrong. I agree. But it's still surprising if you told freaking 2001 me that the guy from smash bros (laughs) melee would come from a series that won strategy game and player's choice game of the year i would be shocked here's the thing though like i can see obviously it and fire emblem no (laughs) it Mm -hmm. and jedi fallen order had the number one and two slots on the player's choice thing so like definitely the people that went out of their way to do that were more the ones that felt like this game got scorned. Whereas, like, the Death Stranding fans, even though it actually was surprisingly up there, other ones that, like, got recognized Good. didn't go as much out of their way. I'm Good. surprised there were but that many people that were like... Fire Emblem was... I, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Like, I, I felt like Fire Emblem not being on the Game of the Year shortlist, like, yeah. really felt like an omission. And, like, granted, like, if that's how the judges voted, that's how they voted. Yeah. But for me, like... It's my personal game of the year, like Nintendo or otherwise, mm-hmm. and I don't Agreed. think that there's a game that like captured the like at least the gamer's consciousness as much as this mm. game, aside from Pokemon. But Pokemon is Pokemon, mm-hmm. and Pokemon's also never going to win game of the year. <laughs> so like, with Agreed. that in mind, like, like I, I still see fan art for it, yeah. you know, like on Twitter, like every day, mm-hmm. you know, like that community is still like here for it, and I, I I'm just surprised that it. It didn't get the nod. Not that it necessarily should have won, but that it wasn't even in the shortlist was surprising. I don't know how. I mean, I like Sekiro. Sekiro was good, mm-hmm. but like, but like Fire know. Emblem was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Fire Emblem was a emotional I mean, roller coaster. The fact that man. it won AJ over, I think, says a lot. To be honest, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yes, <laughs> and that's, game. The, that's the thing because Sekiro, one thousand percent, way more the type of game that I would go to bat for. But Fire Emblem. Any other day, like I didn't even want to play Fire Emblem. That was like a thing that, like, when we were talking about, like, if Nintendo was going to send it to send it to us, which they did not. Uh, if they were going to send it to us, I was just going to send that to Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up not buying it, but I played his copy because we had a system sharing thing, and I was like, I actually like this game. I think well, my first ever trip or trip time on this podcast was probably around sort of like June, July time when I'd listened to you guys for a little bit mm-hmm. and there was a lot of talk every time Fire Emblem came up and you guys were talking about like, oh yeah, you know, it's happening. Um, 
and you were saying like, oh yeah, you know, it's kind of thing Justin likes, it's nerd stuff, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then when I came on, Don't I made a joke wrong, about it's still it nerd stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's still yeah, yeah, 100% yeah. nerd stuff. It's just it, good. <laughs> it's interesting. Yep. So, I'm pretty sure, so I'm pretty sure AJ was saying it's nerd stuff, he's not going to play it. And Pete was saying there wasn't a real game coming out until well, no, no, no. Link's so, Awakening. Okay, I was going to bring this up because Max <laughs> loves to misquote what actually happened. <laughs> Steve and I were doing the show. We were talking about games that we were excited coming up for, and I and we were like, "Yeah, Astral Chain's coming up. Neither of us are gonna play that." And there's like really nothing else coming up. Totally forgetting that Fire Emblem was like a week or two away, and I was in the same boat as AJ, where like I have never played a Fire Emblem. Mm -hmm. I was interested in trying it, but I wasn't hyped for yep. it. And I picked it up. That's like, my point. I picked it up going in mm -hmm. with the mentality of like, there's a real good chance I won't. That's the point it. I'm making, right? <laughs> yeah. the, neither of you were that interested in it. Yes. Neither of you yes. were interested Fine. in it. You're so right. much so I that wasn't. you ignored it on your podcast. Um, <laughs> and then. And then you eventually That's where I take issue. That's where I take issue. That's not true. We didn't ignore anything. I just like doing it. He was saying it about. He's saying it about me. Two of you who didn't care picked it up. And now it's like the top of both your game of the year list. I right? fell in love with it. Absolutely yeah. fell in love with it. Yeah. Which is funny because I yeah. think um, Justin can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, it's definitely not his favorite of the fire. Like he has loved Fire Emblem yeah, no. for a long time, but he doesn't love. I, I can't even remember if he said he's finished it or not. Um, I, was th I think he said he didn't. Which it's funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that, go I mean, ahead. that's it. <laughs> Who did you well, have I was on gonna say, the spoiler cast? Was it Mitch? It's, yeah, it was it's, Mitch. It's, it's Justin's mission in life to dislike everything that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Except for YouTube.com slash Fanatics 4. We love you, and Justin. apparently Parker deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I have a few friends uh, who are, like, really big Fire Emblem fans and have been, like, trying to get me to try it since the 3DS. And uh, multiple of them have said now that it's like, honestly, like, except for maybe Awakening, it's like not super worth it to go back because mm. like the quality of life changes and like the level of like detail and care that went into like crafting the characters and the dialogue and all that stuff is so increased yeah. in three mm. houses that it's like, just wait for the next one, you <laughs> know? And mm -hmm. I am with bated breath. Yeah. Like, I'm so ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, DLC I'm just going to right? wait a little bit and then play one the two other paths at some point Same. as if they were free dlc you know like that yep. kind of a thing um, yeah yeah well there man. is still a story dlc coming out next year right true i don't yeah. think it's actually story dlc oh, though is okay. it i, th I think I it's it just more i think there's some right, story okay. dlc but i don't it could be kind of more it's probably more like fire emblem warriors story dlc as opposed to like xenoblade chronicles 2 story dlc where it was like it added some chapters a little bit but probably isn't like anything super substantial or like side con oh you know what it is they're gonna add the um the hot springs and stuff, right? Isn't that the thing? Uh, okay, so there's gonna be so. like additional dialogue uh -huh. and maybe new stuff, but like it's not like a new path. Yeah. It would so be if it was post game, that would be super interesting in some way. Like, you know, I mean it wouldn't make sense. Who'd you be fighting? It'd be hard. <laughs> yeah. really like, hard. You know, at that point if you can keep your, you know, whoever you romance or whatever and then you're with them, you know. It would be interesting. Like they do what they did in Awakening, and you have children, and your marriage bad. No, yeah, no it's I don't weird want that. how like I played. I played. You know, I played it. I finished it, and, it, and I'm like, oh, I really wish they had DLC to fill out these things that I didn't understand. Fill out these things they didn't really cover, and they just bought a random at the end, and then just skipped over. And I'm like, oh wait, I've played one of four paths. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, right, exactly. Like, 
like my path they literally say those who slither in the dark maybe twice mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. actually like you don't they go those who slither in the dark you go you kill them all and there's always random characters that come out and go ha ha it's me <laughs> and you're like I don't know yeah. who you are kill you well, who, who, who are you he was blue uh, lions I was Guard. oh oh you were black you were Guard, but then I sided against her so I was okay. I was with the uh, oh so you the did church. the church path. I did the church okay. path yeah yeah yeah, yeah but which I think was probably the ba- uh, the worst path to do because by the mm-hmm. end of the game it just sort of like wanted to get to its end and I was like I'm, there's all this stuff that I've seen other people talk about where like their characters just really have some mm. some stuff going you know all their, their main characters have really got some like story they're going through some stuff they're really you know actually like having this time to chew the set and do stuff but my main character was just locked away somewhere and I had nothing but my own my silent protagonist to carry me through and I was uh-huh. like this was a mistake yep um, it's like but it was not a mistake the Fire Emblem 1 player's choice because it was great yes. Yes. but you know who else won Reggie Doug Bowser and Ikumi Nakamura all won our mm-hmm. hearts I put that in here because it's true and funny and cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Reggie came out, and uh, here's the thing. My best pal, Reggie. We, I think we all assumed he was just going to be announcing an award like he did, and that all, like, all of that was good. A, they hyped him up a whole lot, which was fine because everybody loves mm. Reggie, so that's cool. But when he came out with his sunglasses on, I think that was a bit like, it's so, and he was like, "It's Mecha Reggie, or uh, what? What's Re- uh, Reggie Fizemek? That's what it was. He was oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Reggie yeah. Fizemek, and had the sunglasses. And it's like, man, that's. <laughs> I mean, I guess okay. I guess that's actually so that's from the terrible. E three video more than it is from a Mother Three thing. But like, it made it sound like he was going to do more than just what he did. I, but like, if if we're looking at the details that people used to look at when he was president of Nintendo of America, yeah. he was wearing a Reggie pin. Yeah. He so was just—he like, was memeing, dude. Oh yeah, yeah memeing. Like, no, it was. But it was great to have him out there. Um, I yeah, love Reggie. He's so, so much. good. Like as soon as he came I, out, Ashley and I watched it, and she was just like, ah, "He's just mm. so cute." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I will never forget that E3 where he came out with the 3DS to introduce or the DS and introduce yep. himself. Like from then on, I was just like, I'm ride or die for this guy. <laughs> I love Reggie so much. Like when Mine he, when Reggie. he, wait, uh, hang on, why is Reggie? Oh, I've forgotten, man. I've forgotten it. Don't quote it if you don't know it. Don't quote it. Fake fan, dude. Fake uh, fan. Are oh, we mentioning the other stuff that is about I was going to come back to that afterwards. Um, but also, you Doug Bowser came out. Show. He said some right. stuff during the Super Smash mm-hmm. Brothers thing. Um, Ashley wanted me to point out. She was like, he looks like a cute Koopa Troopa wearing glasses. And I was like, I'm <laughs> did never going to not see specific- that anymore. <laughs> Did she specifically say, mention this on the podcast? She, at, yes, not like when she, she was, was saying like, this that. This is very important. She was like, you're going to mention that on our podcast, right? And I was like, yeah, of course. Or I think she <laughs> no, said in a video, and I was like, I'll say it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. Next time you look at Doug Bowser, cute Koopa Troopa with, with glasses. Um, I buy that. I like Dougie B. Yeah. He's all right. He's, good. He's doing good. Um, but yeah, and then the last three things. So they had three announcements. They were all at the towards the beginning of the show, which... I think was maybe a mistake a little bit, but that's just me. Um, but they were a trailer for Pete. Did you see these trailers? I guess Since I then? have not seen like oh, anything except okay. for stuff that got spoiled oh, for me in my Twitter notifications. Yep. So like, if there's a, like, go ahead, watch like, the I no more he- watch Okay. So today. no more heroes three had a new trailer. First of all, Such uh, a good trailer. And me and Bob were watching this uh-huh. live yep. on Twitch.tv/slash Wolfden, mm-hmm. uh, and we're upset, dude. 
because what? the game that they showed at the beginning of No More Heroes Three, that trailer, I want that way that's more the same than game. I want No More Heroes Three. It's, it's, it's No More Heroes Three. That's literally how. That's literally the bad guys from No More Heroes Three. Yeah. Those are the bad I, guys. I want that game. That is more. the game you're getting. They're literally the bad guys of the of the game. You're just going to be not fighting playing with a as them, them though. <laughs> I'm not playing as the people in the beginning of the game. <laughs> True. Interesting fact that came up about half an hour ago. Um, it seems like they stole some animation from a, a, a company called Studio Plumao. Plumeo. Oh. Uh, they stole like a swirly bit of information. Uh, let me let me just put that on the on the camera for you because it's just come up. Like, that's we can't that's even nothing. see it, but you know what? This yeah, is nothing. Oh, okay. I yeah, I mean, I can you see can some see lines that, doing right? some things. Why don't you put the link in the description? Put it up on your computer and then push the share screen button. Yeah, but yeah, the trailer in Pete for context, it's it's great, but it's like it looks like a Studio Ghibli esque intro thing for. There's okay. an extended version on, online that's five minutes instead of like a minute and a half. What's the full looks, one? What's the five minute yeah, one? It's dope and it looks great, but then all of a sudden it's like. Oh, and it was more, it no more heroes, like right at the end. Like you don't even see. Yeah. It. So curious to see. Kinda. I was so upset <laughs> by that. It's but so good. It's so good. Seriously. I hope. I hope that it carries right. that along with it in any case. Oh, Max, can I see sharing. this? Yep. So yep. Shout, shout out Steve Bowling uh, from uh, from uh, Games Plan. Um, here's the here's the bit. I'm gonna if I hit full screen, does that come up for you? There we go. That sure does. Look at that. So, wow. Mmm. This is yeah. like identical, right? Oh yeah. This is like right so this is the like end of 2013, the... yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's a shame. Anyway, well, yeah, yep. it was just a small smaller side. Uh yeah, I think I think No More Heroes trailer looks amazing. I think the the if, if, I wish I'd watched it live so I had the reveal that like that's what it was, because I went into it knowing it was a No More Heroes right. trailer. I started what I watched the thing, I was like, this is incredible. This is such a good like piece of animation, yeah. such a good little story they've put together. And then when I worked out that like, oh, this is how the end this is what the bad <laughs> guys are, and I was like, wow, so Instead of being the ultimate assassin in the world, he's now going to be the best superhero in the galaxy. It's like, that's so cool. That's so cool. It's super cool. So, yeah, that was announced. Um, that went that other game more. <laughs> maybe maybe this will be more like that than you imagine. Who's to say? It's the same game. True. Um, nah, I'm playing but also, side, we got dude. DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Cool. Neato. Um, yeah. Whatever. That's the only thing I guess that happened. And, you know, I'm, yeah. Yep. And then the last thing mm -hmm. we got, which pro maybe should have been left for later. Actually, no, no more heroes. I think should have been left for later in the thing. Um, this is the announcement. This is the only announcement that actually matters. Yeah, the only yes, new right. thing that True. we got. Uh, Hit me. What is it? Bravely Default Two. Ah, uh, yes, I did see this. Which is okay. uh, I don't understand. I haven't played any of the Bravely Defaults, but there's Bravely Default. There's only one. Oh, Bravely Second is just DLC. Oh, wait. Yeah. So then, how's it bravely yeah. second and bravely default two? Oh, I can answer this. Is it like Xenoblade Chronicles? So bravely second, Zim bravely second. Yes, that's basically what it is. Bravely it's second like, is a sequel to Bravely Default. Bravely Default right. two is like the Final Fantasy two with a new cast and everything. Gotcha. New characters, it's, new story. Exactly. It's like 10, 10, 2, gonna... 12, 13, 13, 2, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah, say the yeah, difference yeah. is that Bravely Default is good and Bravely Second was so bad I forgot it was a game. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up when Shut Bravely Second 2 comes out, dude. Wake me up when that game nah, comes out. I don't care. So, but yeah, um, what did you guys no. think about like Bravely Default 2? Any, uh, any thoughts right off the bat from it? I mean, yeah, uh, the music was nice. It's nice to see that the team are doing things still after Octave Traveler was a success. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of turn-based stuff, so I was a bit turned off by Octave Traveler when I got like six or seven hours I into it. I, I just think that this is the kind of thing that I'm still not going to get into. 
so I'm excited for this. I haven't seen the trailer, obviously, but I liked Bravely Default a lot, and I, I like turn-based battles quite a bit. My issue with Octopath is that I think that the, the thing that made it initially cool, like mm. the whole pitch of it, mm -hmm. ends up being its Achilles heel. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because you have to play, like... The worst part of any RPG is like the first hour usually. Yeah. Oh. And you have to do that like 10 times in yeah. a row before you can actually play the game really. October and day, Pete. I thought you were going to say the worst thing about eight, it was yeah. the fact that there's um there's eight different stories but they they do connect technically but, but like, barely. Not really. Yeah. Nah. So you yeah. have to do the post game and know like do some research to like get how they connect which is like, it's like a shame. It's like eight introductions that all then sew together but not quite sew together until right. you get to the very like, last dungeon or whatever but yeah I, and yeah. not not all of them are as interesting either mm -hmm. like I my the first character I played was the uh, the dancer and I was mm -hmm. like her story is really interesting yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where is that gonna go yep. and then it's like there's a bunch of other people where it's like my family were merchants and now I'm striking out on my own and it's like uh -huh. okay I don't who give a the, crap like, who was the cleric who was like Yes, my my master. Oh, yes, my master. Oh my yes, goodness, my that one was, oh, was her name. Uh, I don't remember. That was Mitch's first I, like I, main I person. It up. I picked it. I, I started trying to do that like three times, and every time I picked it up, I was like, "Oh, I'm not in the mood for this, man. I'm really not in the mood for this long cut scene." Where oh, so I just stopped. Like that's where I stopped playing after I did that three times. I started playing yeah. as uh, Harnit, the one who Ophelia. talks. I started as Harnit yeah. too. Oh, okay. Hey, oh, that's high fun. five, man. <laughs> um, we got Harnit. Yeah, Harnit was fun. It, that was quite a cool introduction to the story. But as soon as I then moved out, found another character. I started the thief bit. Did the thief. I like Therion. He's fun. Yeah, that's the one. And then I finished that, and I was like, cool, time to pick a third character. I picked the third character, and I was like, I've already done this twice. Like, <laughs> start the thing twice. I, I really I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Was. Yeah. That totally makes it's sense. Like, I did not feel that way at all, which is just funny to think about. Like, I don't know why that is, but, like, I enjoyed all their intros, but can definitely... I guess because, to me, it didn't teach mechanics again as much, yeah. which is, like, mm. that's the more annoying part, I think. It just gave, like, context and stuff. But It's nice that all the characters played uniquely. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think my thing is I, I really wanted it to be that I could pick any of them as my starting character. All their stories would eventually converge into one larger story, mm -hmm. and then it would be, that's it. Yeah, an RPG it, like you're used to. Yeah, and it felt more just like, okay, this is eight individual stories, and the mm -hmm. characters are all together, but they don't really talk to each other. Yeah. Or, I think or in like, that case, eight that. might be... Because their options are either, I think if there were four and you had to have all four of them on your team, then it's like, yeah. cool, then we can make the story converge with the four and it just looks different if you do one first or the other first, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like it kind of does tree things, but it ends up being the same. But like with eight of them, because you don't have to, you can just leave four of them completely alone if you want, not worry about them at all. Technically, I guess you don't even need, I don't know, whatever. Um, so then at that I point, you could really just... It would be harder to like make those have to go together without having tons of branching paths of things. Yeah, like but I it hate would be like great getting if it to were. a point in the story where I was just like, "Cool, something's happening," and then it was like, "Play someone else, pick pick another character." <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't want to pick another character. I was really into that story. I like these ones already. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to see what happens now. Yeah. yeah. You know? That said, I don't like I all those criticisms 100% make sense, and I loved it anyway. <laughs> but really, well, thing too. is. It was a really good game. Like, I liked the mechanics of it. And, like, with Bravely Default 2, I'm excited to have something that's a little bit more condensed. Yep, totally. You know, or, like, that that can be maybe a little tighter. Mm -hmm. And I, I liked that cast. My biggest issue with that game was also a pacing thing, though, mm -hmm. where, like, 
mild spoilers for the game. Um, there's a point where you basically have to go and redo a bunch of stuff that you've already done. Mm. And that really kills the momentum yep. of it. And it, it like kind of needlessly pads it out because it feels like very much like the whole... Well, it's a JRPG, so it's supposed to be 60 hours, and it's like, it's fine if it's 30 and it's good. Like, <laughs> Right. Yes. You know? Yep. I'd rather have a more concise game that's mm-hmm. like every hour of it felt like a quality hour. Yeah. I think for me, that if Octopath, if Octopath Traveler was a, an action game, I probably would have stuck with it, but because it was already, I was already fighting against it being turn-based and mm-hmm. me not really being a turn-based guy, mm-hmm. coupled with the other issues I had, it was just something I couldn't. Yeah you know, push myself through because I was already being pushed away by the combat. Yeah, um, that makes it sense. It stop Pokemon. Like, Pokemon's the only turn-based combat I can really get on board with. Yep. And I have no opinion on this because this <laughs> game died to Logan. Yeah. I said, hey, man, this is a thing that you're going to cover. And he was like, mm, huh. yep. that didn't happen. Um, rip, dude. Um, so that covers so yeah. the Game Awards, right? That's yeah, the whole Game Awards Game Awards. Done. Any kind of, before we move on, any kind of just overall thoughts of, I my personal thought, pacing was not well done. It was... <laughs> I think the pacing of I think the pacing of the overall show was done pretty good. Yes, Um, the choice as a Nintendo fan, as a Nintendo fan, probably not. It's almost like it's almost like stick with me here, stick with me here, stick with me here. It's almost like if they announced the Smash Brothers character at the end of the thing, (laughs) everybody would be way more excited about it. I Um, I went to bed already in a mood. Um, Yep. Yeah. I. You know, woke up. My alarm went off at half six. And I woke up, opened my eyes, and was like, "I already know I'm in the bad timeline. Like, mm-hmm. I already know that things are going terribly. <laughs> I already know what's going on out there in the world in, mm-hmm. in in the UK." So I opened Twitter and I started scrolling, and I was like, "Man, nothing is jumping out at me here. Like nothing." <laughs> I was like, "All the things that I predicted were maybe like maybe this will happen. Not like I want this to happen. Like maybe this will happen. Mm-hmm. None of it happened apart from the." Mm. Marvel on my last DLC, which was just yep. the most. I was really scraping the barrel of that one. That was how um, I felt about E3 2018, to be honest. Where I was like, I, I made a, yeah, a bingo it was board. A slow one. Oh, I, I had, I made the What's bingo board and shuffled it around, like to have several different bingo boards of the same content, but just in different orders. And literally, by the end of it, like two of the things had been checked oh, off on no. anybody's. And I was like, this is bad. <laughs> like, what was that? That was that was that was, that was um, the one where it was like mostly Smash, just Mario Maker, Smash. Oh yeah, no, Mario, yeah, yeah, Mario, Mario Maker. Maker. No, Mario, sorry, Maker was sorry, Mario Party. Yes. Mario Party, Damon X Machina. Machina. And then uh, just updates it. on some other things, pretty much. Yeah, slow, yeah, slow, slow one. Yep. Oh, but Hollow Knight with Shadow Drop. That was a great one. And uh, Fortnite with Shadow Dropped. Yes, that's true. Okay. And so Hollow Knight was, was obviously fantastic. So. Yes. Speaking of that, though, that's an indie game. And we also had Indie World this week. Um, yeah, but we're not even going to mention the Xbox Series X. No, <laughs> it's not Nintendo related, man. Oh, I, 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 I came here to talk about Pokemon. All right, we got yeah. like let's move it along. Okay, moving it on. Indie World. Indie we're World. not going to go through all these because there's a lot of them. But I'm here. I'll read all of them real fast, and then let's just hit the highlights of the ones that are good because some of them are kind of mm-hmm. like okay, who really cares? Um, Sports Story coming mid 2020. Nice. Shout outs. I know, man. I'm, yes. Axiom Sequel Verge to Golf 2, Story? yes, it's, here, I'll read all of them out and then we'll we'll just pop okay, back in. Okay, okay, I thought we were going to hit the good ones as we went through, sorry, sorry. I'm, still, is, gonna, oh. I'm still going to react shoutcast across as you say in those, so. That, is, that works, great. Uh, Axiom Verge 2, coming fall 2020. Woo-hoo-hoo. Streets of Rage cool. 4, coming first half oh, of 2020. yeah, punch a punch. Gleam Light, sure. coming early 2020. Bacon mm. Switch, coming summer 2020. Um, Super Mash, coming in May. That was cool. Talos <laughs> Principle, Shadow Dropped. 
sale fourth sometime next year dauntless shadow dropped murder by numbers next year early next year uh odd world strangers wrath hd in january skateboard like that guy uh late 2020 i don't have things to say about that uh liberated in 2020 (laughs) boyfriend dungeon 2020 dreamscaper early 2020 and the survivalists okay let's hit the highlights Mm. sports story right off yeah, the bat boy. yes so good cool. i've been wondering for a while like what were they gonna do because they kind of hinted at doing a tennis something in the game itself yeah. they were like but do you like tennis though towards the end and we're like mm. um we knew they were working on something because i had actually uh applied not applied officially but like they were looking for artists for their next game and i was uh-huh. like you know if you're interested let me know I'm, I'm, i'd like to be involved blah, uh-huh. blah, but i didn't actually send them anything didn't actually have a conversation with them yep. so we've been known for a while they've been doing something gotcha um and this I'm is just the glad best more... choice that it could have been oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> so happy about it to, 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 to not love... just have to pick There's up like, another yeah, sports you know loads of them we're just gonna go all in <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. the combinations of things too like that it's not just segregated and it's like this is the golf part like i yeah. mean obviously things are mostly probably going to be like that but it seems like you have everything in your arsenal and you can just kind of like do some ram stuff so mm-hmm. it'll the be the fact that they showed multiple instances where you were able to do that makes me think it's going to be a mix of both yep totally yeah and like i'm super mash. yeah um yes. which actually yeah Segways. let's talk about that one real quick super mash Super Mash I seems thought, like a, like how they initially like pitched the game or started talking about it. I thought it was gonna be like a game dev sort of situation oh, where you're yeah, making right, the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just became a thing of like, well, what would this be if this genre was with this genre, uh-huh. which is still interesting. Um, but what sold me the most on that one was that it that one of the things twilling through was Metroidvania. So mm. I liked that I'm gonna be able to just mash that with like every other genre and just see what comes out. Yeah. Like oh, okay, yeah. racing Metrovania, oh it's like a sports Metrovania, like yeah, sure. Let's just try these mini bite sized, you know, mashups. Let's give it a go. So it's on uh, Epic Store though right now, right? I'm is it already out on I Epic Store? I think so. Or it's coming to Epic um We don't care about that, we're getting it on Switch. So we're getting it on a Switch, but I wanna say it's it came out on um Super Mash here, Super Mash Epic Games four days ago. Um, yeah, by, by now. now. Yeah, so by it's now. it's out there. Some curious reviews of it or something like that. I don't see any, but um, it it was one of those things where the idea is awesome and it could be could be implemented really poorly, I guess. But if it's implemented mm-hmm. well, yeah. awesome. Like that's super cool. I think it's a game that like is probably most interesting to me as like a content creator. Mm. Like it, that seems like a really fun thing to be like, let's jump on a stream and like just start like throwing in some codes. Or if mm-hmm. you have codes that you really like that you've made, like send them our yeah. way. And right. I feel like it, it's a game that you could definitely build a community around. And like again, as long as it's implemented well, yeah. like I'm actually more interested in it because it's not a like creation tool yeah me too. So i'm never gonna use something like that like i like the idea of it being like let's put it on randomly and some of them are really gonna suck and that will be <laughs> funny and some might actually be really good and that will be cool yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah i think i just thought it was less of less of like a mario maker situation mm-hmm. and more like a game dev tycoon sort mm-hmm. of thing like but a, like, yeah. like oh, okay. RPG, able to play the game maker that you make. or something like that yeah, some uh, no, not really like okay. that. Where it's like it's more like a business like a simulator sim. thing that you could actually yep. play the game that you make, like that sort of situation. Gotcha. Um, Speaking of game but, dev story is good though. That's a yeah. fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, more games. Axiom Verge two. That's a highlight. 
I haven't cool. played the first one, but I'm sure Same. Max has, I and have he loved played it. it. I actually, okay, so my, my uh, I didn't play it, I put it on oh, Wii U. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, Pete. This Metro is my, is. Metro, right, oh, Pete. here we go. Here, here we, we go. go, yeah, he's got his little toy to use right, against Pete. me. What, this what is, do you got for me, this Max? Is my, this is my... Metal Wargroove uh, What does this have to it's do with Wargroove DLC dude. chain that I got from EGX and I got it and I specifically said to Jack I'm not going to give this to, I'm not going to give this to Pete I'm going to tell him when it annoys me that I have this and and it's really cool and you don't have it anyway <laughs> well, fine, fine fine you want to play that game you want to play that game oh my goodness dude <laughs> Axiom Verge. So Axiom Verge is... Oh my god, he's got his Christmas... No, he hasn't. Axiom Verge. Um, Axiom Verge. <laughs> what's he going to do? I got it on Wii U, uh -huh. um, and I and I didn't play it very much. I was like, eh, I'm okay. Then I won a copy from GameSpot. Let's see where this goes. Here, oh, is that the go. Axiom Verge something yeah, or other? That's, that's the Axiom Verge Indie Box. Yeah, and it's I, sealed. Look at that. Oh, yeah, I've got I all it. this cool... Oh, that it. sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I paid, I paid £10 Man. for it. <laughs> If you, you just know, listen to, to my story, man. I, I wanted to hurt your didn't feelings, play. I and it didn't work. GameSpot. I found the indie box version in a second-hand shop for a tenner, wow. and then I then I got the uh, multiverse edition on Amazon for a tenner. So I, you know, I've, I've owned this game four different ways, mm -hmm. but I've only paid for it twice properly. You know, full nice. price. Yeah. Um, and and it's really good. You know, it's one of those games that I, I played it, and it's one of those games that I feel, feel quite nostalgic about, even though it was only like three years ago. Um, nice try, by the way, Pete. Um, and it was really. Uh, <laughs> hey, man! You know, you got to shoot your shot, like. Um, I really, um... We gotta have I'm more so, feelings, I, you know, I Parker. It's <laughs> <laughs> a game I never really expected to get a sequel. I always, I knew that he was working on something. I didn't think it would be Axiom Verge again, because I thought that was quite sort of, like, contained. It was mm -hmm. all happening. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad it's happening. Like, as soon as I saw Tom's face, I was like, here we go. <laughs> it, originally, I was like, is this going to be the sort of, like, Metro Prime... Uh, for like Doom, like a Doom Metro Prime game in the, the you know the old school Doom style, style, like his right. yeah, mm. like, like he does with his you know the original Metro style. But this looks like yeah. a more like high fidelity, you know, better version of what the game was. So yeah, very excited for this. Sorry to go on a tangent. No, that's dope. So yeah, that um, sure. there's a couple other good ones there, but the last one I want to mention personally is Skatebird, which yeah. Ashley said. Tell everybody that I'm very excited about the Skatey Burb Zoomy Boy or Skatey Boy <laughs> Zoomy Burb or something like that. That that, that game like, yeah. is so I, I like gushed about that on the, the so podcast this week when we talked about it. And um, that game, like I got to say, like gameplay wise, it looks a little rough, but it is so like I am so yeah. the audience for this game. Yeah. I have to show up for it's it. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's like fun skate kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, but also that like this soundtrack is all lo-fi hip hop. Uh -huh. yeah. It's all these like adorable hipster birds skate. I was like, forget about it. Like I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's Good it. Safe. Like yeah. No, no, I wasn't oh, even oh. gonna say that. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. I was gonna. I was just like, you know, like come on, like forget yeah. about it. It's gotta be done. Gotta be done. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. All right, you guys I'm ready down. to move on to the the main bits? Yes, or? when I say P, I take yeah. my toys out of their box and I play with them. <laughs> so do I. What, whatever. Have you seen my amiibo thing? I have all the yeah. amiibos opened. Like I just, I don't, I never played Axiom Verge, so it's still sealed. Squirtle, I love Squirtle. Is it He's toys? Is it toys? No, we did play. We played the Pokemon. We played the Pokemon. We finished it, man. Ooh, it was a great time, and we're going to talk. Hey, Max. I don't want to hear any of your crap because you just took us off on a tangent about freaking Axiom Verge, a game three years old. Who cares, man? <laughs> like, Who let cares? me explain all the versions of it that I've bought. All the Axiom oh versions. 
Uh, Pokemon ah. spoiler cast. Let's talk about it. There's a lot of things. Um, and if we want to get to the other thing, this is going to be tricky. So I'll, I'll, like last week, I have, I'll have a hard cut off in 50 minutes. Oh my god, really? Yep. So, so we're going to talk about Pokemon for 50 minutes. So we're going to talk about Pokemon over. for <laughs> most of that time. <laughs> and then, or, or I leave and you guys keep going. We'll see what happens with Pokemon. Um, okay. It doesn't even work like that. Hey, you know what? I don't know. Um, let's just go topic by topic. Main story, just let's talk about it. Main story, what do you guys think? Alright, main story. Just I, me. I liked the main story because it is thin, and I yes. like that. Like, some exactly. people have used that as a strike against it. Max! I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> I think that there, there are a lot of people that want there to be a better story in Pokemon. I think that we have had higher calibers of story mm -hmm. in Pokemon. I don't think any of them have ever been good. I think. And, uh, see, that's that's what I think. We've had stories that tried to be good, weren't right. good anyway, <laughs> and suffered for it. Right. Um, so, whereas this game intentionally takes the story and moves it out of your way exactly. and makes the story part of what your goal normally is anyway. Rather than like, cause there's there's always the bad guy that detracts from the thing that you do, and it's kind of like in the the anime where it's like Team Rocket showed up during Ash's gym mm -hmm. battle and he can't get his badge. I want to get the gym badge, the dude. I don't care yeah. about what you have and going on. Like, because I mean, the, I think the goal for everybody pretty much is that the gameplay would be representative of kind of the anime and like what the world really is, which is best represented probably in the anime because it has freedom to do that kind of stuff. And honestly, in the anime, besides the movies, which the movies always have some kind of like big grandiose, like big bad and all that kind of stuff, but the show itself right. is doesn't have that much of a story besides episode to episode individual things. So like I, yeah. I wish with the gym challenge approach to it that it did go the way that we all want it to, which is kind of like right. you can approach it in more or less whatever order you want. And I think but, if they're going to do the big grand, big bad sort of situation, that should be the point. It shouldn't be like this additive thing of like, you're going on your right. gym journey and then there's this random bad guy that wants to steal your Pikachu. Yeah. It's like, I don't care about that, dude. So um, it's, it's weird because like, like, I feel like they have not found the right balance for that because yeah. I think like I am so sour on that sort of thing <laughs> because it's been poorly implemented since Gen 3, I think. Mm -hmm. And not that Gen 3 was, like, terrible with it, but I think that, like, in Gen 1 and 2, the kind of, like, diversion from your main gym quest to go and get the Sylph Scope mm -hmm. and wake up Snorlax and beat Team Rocket and liberate Saffron and all that stuff. And then similarly in Gen 2, where you do that kind of same thing with Goldenrod, like, I don't feel like those kill the pacing of those games. Kind of because they, they felt like things that you, I don't know... Like, you happened to be like, oh, I guess, well, I need the thing that this bad guy has, and, like, I guess I'll just destroy this bad guy real quick. Like, yeah, Giovanni's the best, you know? What those I, story beats do is they facilitate more gameplay. They facilitate the, yeah. the dungeon that is the tower. They facilitate, you know, you to be able to go and do more things and move around in, in, in a less Or, like, going in and doing the underground rocket base exactly. in, uh, in Wood, I think it is, and then yeah, you have to double yeah, back yeah. and, like... It, it teaches you more Moving about the world. See, but that's, and, the, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. I disagree that it facilitates more gameplay. I think it facilitates more backtracking and like uh, fetch quests and all that stuff. That's not the core of what Pokemon is. Yeah, but it's this not, game, it's this not game a thing doesn't like, have okay, anything let interesting. Me, let me, Sorry, cool, cool. It, <laughs> it doesn't have any moments. And I think uh, a lot of the uh, quality of 
life improvements and stuff like that like the fact that they're like oh here's the escape rope it doesn't go anywhere and you can just get out of the cave and stuff like that that is wasted because they try to both make getting through caves less of a headache but also you have less caves <laughs> there's two, so caves. Like, I'm, there's I'm, two I'm, caves in the whole game exactly yeah. i'm all for them doing the escape road thing and i'm all for them making caves less of a headache and it, it's uh I, I think to myself every time I surf in this game, every time I walk through a cave where it's like, oh my God, I'm so glad it's not random encounters anymore because mm -hmm. not every three steps I'm not running into a Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but you don't really have those moments anyway. And I think that they should pick one or the other in that mm -hmm. in that regard where it's like either make them less tedious or make them more scarce. Mm -hmm. um, so in that regard, I agree, but I don't think that it, we need this like distraction for the story, I mean, for the game to feel more grand. I, I don't think, think you need it, but I think that there are, there are times Times, and I think those two gens, like they, I agree with 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 Max's assessment. Where like, yeah, like it does lead to a backtrack, but like it leads you to new parts of a map that you haven't explored before, mm -hmm. or like especially when you think about the rocket stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the first time you go to Lavender, there's nothing for you to do there, so you're there for a second, and then you go and do whatever else you're gonna mm -hmm. do, and then yeah, you go back, but then it lets you go straight through Saffron again, which was another thing you weren't able to do, and like it takes you through the map in an interesting way and encourages you to explore the corners. Mm -hmm. yeah. and I think to I, some I think degree, I, it almost feels like it should either be um, more, either a lot less linear or a lot. I mean, Pokemon's quite linear or a lot right. more linear in the it's sense that like so um in like if you think of like a final fantasy or something like, okay that's a bad example i haven't played final fantasy so never mind <laughs> but it like you know that kind of very standard turn-based rpg or even like a zelda game or whatever it's like it knows that you're going to run into a big bad in this situation so it can lead up to that in a kind of way so like but the theming of the gym challenge plus that kind of stuff or, or just not the gym challenge for this one specifically, but like doing gym challenges where, you know, like this is my main motivation is, is kind of are at odds to each other. So like I could see instead yeah. of doing gyms, like you go into the world and it's like, oh, yeah, go like talk to this person. And then you wind up in this actual story of like this person's doing this thing and I need to like go beat them or whatever, like actual big bads. But right. both of them together, like, again, I kind of liked sort of that it was I mean, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a great story, but it was like okay, mm. like just don't really worry about its story, you know. I the, I you don't need that, it. Yeah. Like you don't I think need the it. story. I think the story made more sense mm -hmm. because like, the 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 core of it, I think, that could solve everybody's problem is that it's not really centered around you and how you exist in mm -hmm. the world. Yes. The world already has an idea of what where it wants to go, right. and you just so happen to have yeah, to follow right. that, that path. That made if a big difference a, for me. Yeah, if it was a thing where everything you do makes your enemies, if it's a Spider-Man game, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, man, you stepped on this guy's shoe, and now he became the Dark Panther dude, man, and he wants to kill you all. Uh, that's his name, Dark Panther dude. Always. Um, but where where that's what it is, it's like, oh, I crossed this guy at his hometown, so I'm going to have to go back here because this is his, it's not these random things of like, oh, you got to go to Lavender, mm -hmm. and you, you got to go there because that's what the game told you yeah. to do. You but know where you I need to go because you made your like enemies playing there. Let's go last year was there's a point in the middle of the game where you've got Celadon, you've got uh, mm -hmm. Lavender, you've got sort of just after the Rock Cave, I think it is, mm -hmm. where you've, you're have you sort of like left to your own devices, really. Like, I was like, I forget how free and open this game mm. is. Like, I forget how much just being able to yeah. sort of move around and try things out there is. And okay, you go there, you do that, you work this out, blah, blah, blah. But you're not really like forced to a path, whereas this game is very much like an A yeah. to B, you know, you're literally going through the motions, you're, you're, you're painting by numbers, you're just getting to the end I of mean, it. I would, and yeah. there's not a lot happens along the way. Kinda, you're kind of still forced to a path. It just 
just yeah, it's more let you pick your beat. Yeah, of exactly. Because you still have to go to Lavender Town. Yeah, you're yeah, not going to be able to progress if you don't go to like, Lavender Town. But the point that Max is making yeah. is definitely salient. Where like when you get out of Lavender Town, you can if you don't know if you're playing for the first time, mm -hmm. you could go left. Or you could go south. And if you right. go south, you hit a dead end, but you go and explore all this stuff. You interact with all these trainers. Mm -hmm. And again, with, with especially Gen 1, yeah. there is a, a real incentive to explore because there are things that you can miss. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. not the case in any recent Pokemon I, game. I was watching right. some Pokemon challenge. It might have been MDB. It might have been something different um, where the guy got to Blaine and beat Blaine and then was like, I never beat Erica, <laughs> and it's like that's the third <laughs> gym and the seventh gym, you know. Like so, yeah. to be able to miss something like that, like it's cool. Yeah, you I know? missed a gym. Oh, I missed a gym. I missed. Um, yeah, I, so, missed like, I missed a gym. I, that, I, I agree with that. I just don't think that that is a a point in favor of having this separate thing right you know where it's like it could just be the gym challenge yeah. and then later like even if it was a thing of like okay the first when you go through the game you do the the gym challenge and it's set up in a similar way to how sword and shield mm -hmm. is set up whether it be linear or whatever and then the end of the game it's like oh you're the champion and now you have enemies Which and now it makes sense that there's this whole thing like yeah. like and i actually i kind I, of i liked that aspect of like you can just beat the last gym and then be like I don't really care about, you know, Zacy and Zamazenta and like all the Gigantamax type stuff. Like, I'm just going to completely ignore that. And that's fine. Yeah, Max is like, that's me. Um, I, don't have the, I don't have the box legendary. Yeah. So <laughs> the, I mean, and those bits, I, here's my thoughts on just the post game stuff itself. Um, that's where all the like story story stuff was as far as like the bigger picture story kind of thing. Um, the, mm -hmm. you know, big bad sort of good. thing. It wasn't, it wasn't great. And yeah. also just a slight annoyance you in this game they make you fight like refight people so many times in a mm -hmm. way that's kind of like fine but just makes them seem petty for wanting to fight you again like mm -hmm. where bead especially and also hop is like like you know what maybe now i'm better and i can fight you and it's like cause right. i got a new stick <laughs> like with bead i liked it because like i think it definitely made me like, I think Bead is, like, the best, like, jerk rival since, like, Gen 2. Right, yeah. You know? Because, um, like, I feel like gradually, like, we've had the, like, okay, like, it's your next-door neighbor and they're your friendly <laughs> rival. And then from then on, it's just been like, all right, you live next door to an idiot <laughs> who's terrible with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And, and yet I guess somehow you face him in the... You know, in the, in the yeah, final battle. right, exactly. Yeah. What are the chances? It's like, yeah, he's one of the four best. <laughs> what? It is funny oh, though. Yeah. At the end, the last time you fight Hop, and he's like, "I'll never be as strong as my brother." But all of his Pokemon are level seventy. To where, if he yeah. if he'd fight his brother, then just in like Pokemon World, also he has a legendary yeah. in his Pokemon party. game <laughs> mechanics. Like you know, it, world aside, I guess, but like game mechanics, gameplay, he would just straight up win, which is just funny. Um, I. My issue with, like you said, for refighting those people, because I haven't got to the sort of done much of the end game, therefore I don't know that much. But I did find when I got to the elite four, you know, the cha the the championship stuff, and I was like, mm -hmm. cool, time to see what the elite four is going to be, and it was just refighting the same gym leaders. Mm -hmm. They didn't even mix in the gym leaders from the other game 
they didn't have in the actual you know if oh, they just put right. two of the they gym leaders in this, in this universe yeah, but if they just had them in as like oh these 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 people aren't the gym leaders because they're actually higher up now because they are in the elite four mm-hmm. that would have made more sense to me but the fact that you just refight them again it's like, and eh, gym leaders like competing that. in the thing against each other they didn't explain it in world very well i don't think yeah mm-hmm. like that was one thing i'd mm-hmm. be fine with it if they were like and this is a thing if they say when you beat them see you at the uh, yeah exactly yeah, something like, like that because that that was a bit like why why like so that that actually i i kind of like that and i i understand the criticism in terms of it being like there should be new trainers so that there's fresh content Mm -hmm. but i i actually think in universe fighting the characters that you've been like rivals with Mm -hmm. who have been continually winning on the way to the gym challenge as well as the gym leaders makes a lot of sense because like i've always thought that like the in-universe explanation for why me a brand new trainer (laughs) who has two pokemon can beat brock yeah who is one of the eight best pokemon trainers in kanto apparently yeah doesn't make any sense they very much kind of characterize it and this is something that has been like hinted at at they're dumbing themselves down for you or whatever yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. where they're like i have low level pokemon that i use for new trainers and like that's a normal thing cool i get that getting to see their them at their peak Mm -hmm. and being like here's my real team i thought was kind of cool actually i think if they did it i think they need to do a mixture of of what they did and then also refer to the anime (laughs) and just establish more people that are doing what you're doing that you then later on compete against like the marnies and like the beads Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. exactly like that that sort of situations uh where the 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 main challenge is going to be other challengers not gym leaders that they put in this position because nobody else fits the bill for that Mm -hmm. um i feel like gym leaders in the past and also in other parts of the universe and both the manga and the anime they have their job so they're not they're not also now the replacement elite four they're gym leaders and that's what they're supposed to do usher you into the this championship i do i do like the idea though that they're constantly vying for supremacy though right like Mm -hmm. the idea that like oh well like if ray on one like he wouldn't right, be but that's the thing a gym i think that anymore. they really dropped the ball on because in the post game after you beat it and you can re-challenge the gym i was i was playing it and i was talking to grimhane who's an active discord True. member in the chat the uh, most in the voice active chat. discord member. um shout out to one you. of them one of them uh but yeah we were, I, was, I was talking to him we were playing the game we were doing like raids and stuff like that um and i was like oh shoot you can challenge the the gym challenge again so then i did that mm. and it's this thing of like oh yeah who do you want to invite the challenge for your, oh, your title or whatever funny. and i've tested i was like okay i'm gonna like tank i'm gonna pick up a level one pokemon i'm just gonna lose and see if this person then becomes the new champion and that doesn't happen i was like that that is such a missed opportunity yeah. like yeah. that would be so dope because there are like so much there's random game. challengers and stuff like that like just random npcs uh-huh. that you've never seen in your life that challenge you and stuff like that if they could win that'd be so dope i think it's i mean max just said yeah missed opportunities is a big thing in this game i think it's the the detriment of big thing when there's a yeah the more fleshed out a world is in a visual sense the harder it is to forgive the things that don't make sense in world you know what i mean where like when it's um and justin's talked about this in the discord a whole bunch before um where like when it's 2d you know bit art i mean uh, pixel art and stuff and you need to you, you kind of fill in the world yourself and so like you just forgive things it's like uh you know it's just you walk in grass because that's just it's what it is they're probably actually in there see, somewhere whereas I, mean, I i agree i agree that that's how people see it 
but I don't agree that that's how I saw it. <laughs> I was still always like, I can't climb over this <laughs> this freaking like right, wall yeah. or whatever. I can't walk around uh -huh. this tree. But I think you know, like it was I, always. Oh yeah, the dumb I totally parts agree with with that. But at least in that, you could at least assume you could let yourself assume. Okay, it must be a bigger tree or something. Blah blah blah. You know, vines or something like that. Whereas yeah, yeah. now it's easier it, to forgive. Yeah. Whereas now seeing it, um, like in the wild area or whatever, there will be a tiny little ledge or something. Yeah. that like you can't mm -hmm. jump down from it or walk up to it you were touching the water yeah. but because you're just a little bit above you can't go in the water yeah. you can't so cycle over it's it. just interesting stuff like that but um yeah uh here's this, a really this, random cool. thing what in the world are league cards and why do they exist is there a they're yeah. they're for the lore yeah, the, for the lore, like fill in with the with the characters the about theme. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, I guess you know, like so. It's, it's very much um, that was one of the things I called out in my review. Yeah. Like I I really liked how the Galar region like has this sports culture mm -hmm. around Pokemon, mm -hmm. you know, and like it plays into that where like they're celebrities yeah. and like their cards are like oh these are their stats and like mm -hmm. you know yeah. like it makes more sense in the in the sense of the universe, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. Pokemon are celebrities you know like it's the whole entire world is centered around these pokemon yeah, yeah so making it a sport and making it this thing of like this is what everybody cares about the most it's the super bowl when people are going to the pokemon league and that yeah. sort of situation and leon um, so is like that you, you know you trade the card you give the card to someone that you need to redo that when you update it on your end or like you have to reprint the card every time you, you make a change like every time you like let's say i counted a shiny pokemon or i caught a new pokemon right i'd have to go to a pokemon center and reprint that card and then go online give someone my code or trade with them again to give them my card to update that change which doesn't make any sense to me like why can't it be that's an in-world situation if you achieve the new thing in a game you're gonna have to tell me again like oh yeah i won the super bowl this year here's the thing that i it's just a three-point process that doesn't need to happen <laughs> in, in a video game I, I'm going to jump back to a point I started. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to jump back to a point I started earlier where this whole game, especially the, you know, the story included, I feel like the game, it, it, it sort of goes, hey, look, here's this interesting new thing that we're doing that we've never done before or, or that you know, you're know you going to really like. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. What a cool idea. What a great idea. And then that's as good as it ever gets. And then it never quite reaches the sort of the idea of like, yeah, that's going to be so cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Gigantamax Pokemon, Dimax Pokemon in the real world. Oh, my God. This whole big wild area. Oh, my God. You know, um, this, this big power plant oh my god wow like all these cool things you'll be able to do and then it never quite capitalizes on any of those and the game just sort of never quite reaches the potential that they themselves set up by introducing this stuff and i think that's why when i played the whole game i was just like just felt a bit like dejected every time i sort of did a bit i was like oh okay that's it that's done i finished that bit now it wasn't like mario mm -hmm. Odyssey where i was like oh this is so cool i'm so glad i'm doing this and then by the time i was almost bored of it they were like here's this new thing don't worry about this old thing and i just kept doing that it was yeah. like oh here's this thing that could be very cool and then it wasn't very cool and i was like oh and i'm like here's this thing that could be very cool and then it wasn't very cool and i'm like oh, I think okay there's... i definitely don't agree with you about the wild area i think like mechanically or whatever, there's a, so i watched a video a couple weeks ago that was super interesting i might have mentioned it on the podcast some point before but it was a guy he had or he had his wife, who plays zero video games, play nine games, and he just like watched and observed and didn't like didn't give any tips at all. But it was like Shovel Knight, um, Dark Souls, Skyrim, Doom, 
Uncharted, like lots of different kinds oh, of games. Well, so he didn't like. She asked to play. She was like, "Hey, can I play that um, the little ghost guy with the sword?" And he figured out she meant Hollow Knight. Um, oh, so she played it a little bit, and then he thought of it as like, "Hey, would you would you want to do this? Would that be fun?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." So she played just like as much of them as she wanted, but he like kind of just observed to see like what you know what's it like, um, and then later had her play breath of the wild as which was a whole separate video and the kind of contrast between those was just the sheer limitations that there are in games that we just assume are limitations mm -hmm. in games as gamers and we're like yeah obviously you can't this is a game where you can't jump there's a ledge right there you're gonna have to find a way to walk around to walk down to that ledge like that's just how that works um but then in breath of the wild it was like literally any she could do whatever she wanted to do because anything she tried somehow just worked you know um so i think that's the we're at that point in games where more things should be more freeing or whatever so like mm -hmm. when you see that team yell is just standing in a spot being like don't go this way and you're like no but I could just fight but them. I, I I agree with I agree that we should be, but I don't think we are at that point. I think Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. is at that point, but the game that came out three days earlier, Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> had those same exact constraints. Mm -hmm. It's still that moment yeah. of like, I can't jump on this. Yeah. There, there's literally like a hill. Mm -hmm. You could only climb a ledge hill. if it has a serious yeah. arrow. Can't can't jump that on top of that. Yeah, right. And like, I'm not I even talking I, so much about mechanically, I suppose, in, in Pokemon's context, more the like the tree that you got to cut that you can walk around. Those kinds of things mm -hmm. where you can tell that they're story guiding you into a direction without doing right. a whole lot of effort of explaining why you can't do such and such like if it wasn't just yeah. team yell blocking you off of like don't go this way and it was something more compelling then i'd be fine with it but there were enough of those moments that i was like it feel it does feel more limiting than i want it to um, yeah, I, yeah, I, it, I agree, and I, I see what you're saying, and I, I, I already knew what yeah, you were saying. Yeah, like, right. obviously, in Pokemon, it's not yeah. a mechanical <laughs> thing. I'm just saying, I think they do the same exact things in other oh, games. Totally, it's yeah. just they, they build it around a different in-world patch. I, where in Pokemon, it has become a thing where uh, you, you can't do that yet because the team <laughs> yeah, said you right. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, I think the, the issue there though is right. Like the example you gave though too of like Horizon Zero Dawn came out a year early, and it it was made in a world where Breath of the Wild didn't mm. exist, mm -hmm. and I think with Nintendo properties now like after 2017 gave us both Breath of the Wild and Odyssey yeah. it, it's tougher to swallow <laughs> stuff like this totally. and that's that's why I think that there is like so right here's the thing we talked about this when you were on the show AJ you can go read my review like I liked Sword and Shield a lot and I think that it is a major step in the right direction I caught a lot of flack for saying that it was a major step in the right direction but whatever <laughs> come at me um that being said, I I also recognize that people like you and me who are Pokemon fans and who are familiar with like competitive play and like see that there is like a deeper uh, care to mechanics than I think the games often get credit for. Mm -hmm. We also give those games way too much rope mm. because there's a lot of stuff that Pokemon does that we accept as, well, that's how Pokemon is, right. and it shouldn't be. Because yeah. Zelda was that no, way, too, see, until it wasn't. <laughs> right. You know? But I, I, I completely agree with that, and me and Parker have had, I think we've recently had that conversation where it was like, it's interesting that I have the opinions that I do about Sword and Shield, because I've been beating that drum for years, uh -huh. dude. Like, that yeah. is literally, <laughs> if you go to youtube.com slash redagus4 and go through my playlist, half of it is me saying Pokemon should be better. Mm -hmm. But I think it's unrealistic right. to expect it to be that 
after Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Mm. That just that Breath of the Wild didn't happen after right after Skyward Sword, you know? Oh, yeah, well, like, that's the problem, right? Is at the end of the yeah. day, like Pokemon's issue is that it has a marketing machine behind it that makes it impossible for it to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe Pokemon, Pokemon the video games is way smaller than Pokemon the brand. Uh-huh. So it, it just, you yeah. know. Yeah, I'm not really asking for Breath of the Wild, like personally. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that they just, there's things that they can do and work on that don't, they don't have to go any further than what a Pokemon game, we expect a Pokemon game to be. They just need to hit the ceiling. They, you know, there is a ceiling and they're just going like, Eh, like you know like oh yeah here's this idea and it's not necessarily for lack of trying I mean probably is more for lack of time like time and resources yeah yeah, I think I think it's they they have certain things that they focus on for each game Mm -hmm. this game they chose to focus on the actual game (laughs) rather than focusing on the part that most people rush through like most people that play Pokemon and I'm talking like people that are putting three four five hundred a thousand hours in the Mm -hmm. Pokemon could not care less about the story Mm -hmm. so what they did is made sure the story moves out of the way and made improvements to training good Pokemon the most majority of people that are playing it are playing it for the story. The majority of people that pick up Pokemon aren't the competitive players. They're that's the people. not true. Surely it's it people. is. Surely it's you're, not. you're saying that the, the, the lowest common denominator, the, the, the majority say, of people that I'm pick up Pokemon. I'm saying most people that play Pokemon might not be competitive players, but they are people that are most likely playing it to build their Pokedex and catch Pokemon and train and trade and do all that stuff, battle with their friends even. They're not I think yeah. most people are play play so everyone that I know that plays Pokemon, every, every single person I know that isn't on Twitter, every single person I know obviously this is anecdotal evidence, but blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Every single person that I know that plays Pokemon and enjoys Pokemon, they pick up the game, they play through the story, they get to the end, they get a legendary, they might complete the Pokedex and they go, Cool, that was that, I'm done with that. And that's because yeah, the people I that know I know any, people that play Pokemon I, I aren't serious gamers. Know. I honestly don't know anybody that if they buy Pokemon, all they do is play through it once and then that's it. I, I, think, that's, you know, people, I think that's the majority of people still, yeah. I, I, I would agree. And like, I come from a, like, I have a lot of close friends that are competitive players. But I think that the average person like plays the game but like a JRPG. Nevertheless, they play it I don't once know that that over. necessarily means the they're story? playing for the story. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah, not, so not, like for the experience yes. of the campaign. Not the dialogue. Not the become the champion. And then, and then roll credits, and they'll go cool. Yeah. They'll might, you know, they'll, they'll get the legendaries. They'll go cool. That was that game. They'll move on. They're not, you know, the the average the six million people. There, there can't be, you know, it's like it's like saying that uh, most PlayStation players buy these story-based PlayStation exclusives, and they play them through. That's not true. Most PlayStation players pick up and they play the the sports games and things like that because it's it's you pick them up, you play them, you move on. That's the average gamer. Mm-hmm. The average gamer isn't but the sort sports of like, games are something that you you pick up, you play. Continually, right? No, yeah, so the, we're getting in the weeds of <laughs> trying to make a comparison here. I feel like what what we're collectively trying to say here, right, is that look at Breath of the Wild. I don't right. think anybody would argue that that you played Breath of the Wild for the story. The story is serviceable to have a good gameplay mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. and I think that's the issue that Pokemon's at, where it needs but, uh, to like not that the story needs to be a great narrative. It's that, like, there needs to be... The campaign needs to be worth playing. And I think a lot of people don't feel like it is. I I agree with that. But I think just on what Pokemon is as a property, maybe not what people play play it for or whatever segment of people that are like, I don't care about battling, which I think is Mm -hmm. what it's Pokemon. 
Competitive um, battling is amazing, but it's also like I don't, I don't even mean like I don't even mean like on the like on the level that me or you, Pete, would play it, where it's like I'm Ivy training my not those people. I just mean like I have my team of six that I went through the campaign mm-hmm. with, and I'm battling my friends, I'm battling my family, I'm doing all that I stuff. I've never once I mean, battled someone people. online or battled a friend wirelessly. Never. I once. feel like you don't do that unless you're a kid. Like if you're an or adult and you want to do that, you care about competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. Kids are going to play this game with their friends. Yeah, yeah. Whether whether or not be a, it be a thing of like they're doing it well and saying like, oh man, this has bad IVs. This nature isn't good. I don't mean that. I mean the people that finish the story yeah, and then sure. they spend sure. hours with the team that they built, whether it be in the campaign or caught after the fact. That's what they're doing. They're battling. I don't think that so many people do that though. I think a lot of people do that. I, well, let us know in yeah. the comments whether <laughs> yeah. or not you last do that. Last cool <laughs> thing is, it's impossible for us yeah, to know. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but last, yeah. I just don't know that many people that like play through a story and they're like, oh, okay, that was it. That's why I bought this game. Yep. To play through a story, I'm not going to catch I any mean, more Pokemon. I mean, to be Pokemon. honest, because I've, I've got a backlog of other things that I also want to play, like, I'm probably close to done for the most part. Like, oh, I'll, I'm done with Pokemon. I'll come back at some it. point, but like, I, I didn't finish the decks. Um, I'd like to. Come play competitive let's do it (laughs) but yeah for the most part like because there's other things that i want to play like i probably am like you know done but that's it last last bit before we move away from this topic so we can finish up some other things too um uh man also what's your favorite new pokemon from the new decks decks? i've thought about this a lot i think it's copraja the uh the elephant fun take elephants are my favorite animal and he's he's a big beefy boy and i love him <laughs> uh i think probably uh, like i said either ice cube or toxel oh <laughs> yeah I, ice cube because he's so stupid <laughs> except for when he gets hit i like him less when he gets hit but with the big old ice cube on his yep. head i like ice cube um and toxel i'm gonna say toxicity i really like toxicity it's either him or corvanite i think for me can I can I tell a experience real quick? The first time I saw Toxtricity's name, it was like a screenshot from another player, mm-hmm. and I definitely thought they had nicknamed their Pokemon Toxicity, and I was like, "Oh, like big sister of a down, down fan." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's really yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, uh, favorite new Pokemon. I'm probably gonna say none like, of them because Max is devoid of joy. <laughs> no, probably like Center Scorch is pretty. Center Scorch is pretty dope. It's a good one. So, or Snom is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and uh, what, what's it evolving to? Um, Frostmoth. Frostmoth. Yeah, yeah, Frostmoth is awesome. Um, I think Dragapult, like the Dull oh, Drake yeah. line, is pretty, mm. like pretty Very great. Dope. Um, do you have a least favorite Pokemon from this generation, chaps? Uh, the Foss. <laughs> Or yeah, Mr. the bosses are weird. I think Mr. Rhyme is probably is just an abomination that doesn't need to be oh, this. But not no, in the, I like I like him. Not nah, in the Mr. way that Rhyme. the fossils are an abomination, but they're like lore wise are an abomination. This is just an they're abomination like that doesn't need to be. For me, the, the bad ones are just funny enough that like I like them for a different reason. Like all the fossils, Mr. Rhyme, that kind of thing. Like I just think it's hilarious. So it's hard to really say. Honestly, maybe Eternatus because it's one that's trying to be really <sighs> so dope. Weird. But it's so not. generic. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's so generic. I think There's that's no probably my least favorite it. one. That's okay. one of them. I would say, actually, I would all of the starters. 
final yeah, evolutions are they're terrible. Let's, let's meet in the middle. What's not a bad design? What's a, what's a design that you're just like, eh, I can't believe that made it in. Like, eh, it's just so nothing. There's nothing. It's not terrible. It's not great. It's just like, I don't, eh. I don't think there are any like that. You I don't think there are any that, well, again, except for like Eternatus We or did a tier I'm gonna list throw. for all these the other week. We sure uh, did. Okay, well, you know. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw <laughs> something at you, Pete. Okay. Indeedy. Which was Indeedy? The exactly. butler slash maid exactly. one? But yeah, yes. I'm with you. Exactly. I don't remember that. Well, there we go. I point. <laughs> it was great. the okay. one there in all the Pokemon centers, the dude that like you can nickname your Pokemon. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. That one. Yeah, right. it's whatever. Yeah, generic. It's... Just nothing to it. Yep. Nothing to it. Uh, to be fair, I didn't encounter any of those until Me neither. I... Until post-game. Yeah, until I completed my deck. Yeah. I haven't at well, all. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to it. I'm Do you still completing my deck. wild area or are we done with this? Um, Here's here's the thing. We, I need to have time, we don't have enough time to do all of the things left in the podcast unless we super rush through it. So we're going to have to pick and choose <laughs> a little okay. bit. Um, That's fine. That's so fine what's, what's fine so we can save most of the, like, that's not time sensitive for Q&A. We'll save that for next week. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we'll do. I, there's one like Q&A that I want to answer, partly because I also want you guys to be in on this, but also because we talked about yeah. it in Discord. Um, it's from Grimhane, and he asked, cool, it, it's it nothing video games related at all, but he asked, Parks and Recreation, just or, or okay, The Office or Parks and Rec? Justify your answer. Oh, the office. And so I haven't seen the UK residents are exempt unless they've seen the far superior US version of the office, is what he said. Oh, I've watched, I've watched all the offices. I've watched the yeah, UK and US. Um, I, mm, far superior is a tough one because I think the office, if you look at the office, the US office, you look at it as a whole thing and you're like, okay, the whole thing probably isn't as good because the last two scenes are a bit there and it's a bit long and they, you know, some of the characterizations get a bit rubbish towards the end. Mm -hmm. But I think there are better seasons of the US office than there are of the UK office. But I think overall, the UK office is actually better, tighter. Um, That's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I, there's a video. Parks and Rec. There's a video that I posted on Twitter just a little bit ago that you need to watch. It's, it's a, actually, it's a British guy, but comparing American versus British comedy and like why it's so different. And like the mm -hmm. big, I won't give away the big theme. If you're curious about it, definitely go check it out on my Twitter and watch it because it was super interesting to watch and like has now kind of informed sort of how I think about that because it's like super true. Um, yeah, but watch my show, answer man. for this, I thought about it really hard and I I think I'm going to say, I love both these shows so much. I think I'm going to say The Office. For the, here's, <sighs> I've, not just, enough, I've not seen enough. So here's writing. my justify my answer. I, I love so many of the characters in Parks and Rec. There are more times that they feel... There are definitely some lows in the office that aren't that great. Um, but there are more characters in Parks and Rec that I feel like are caricatures of themselves. Like, not just um, sometimes. Ooh, not like, I disagree. Not like all the time, but like season six and seven, Ron Swanson feels like Ron Swanson trying to be Ron Swanson. Not like actually Ron Swanson. That kind of a thing. That's As fair. opposed to, I feel like, if you go back and watch season one and two of The Office, Oscar and Kevin are in the background and are not characters barely at all. They're just there. Mm -hmm. But then they become characters that are fleshed out over time. Whereas, mostly in The Office, in Parks and Rec, all, like, although that definitely happened with Andy and some other characters like that, um, and, you know, and and uh, Ben Wyatt and some, uh, like, wonderful characters. There's also all your, like, Oren Scrivellos and stuff where it's, like, mm -hmm. he's still just, like, a you know, a random silly character and stuff. But, random background yeah, exactly. Guy. But all that said, still, Parks and Rec has John Ralphio and Mona Lisa Saperstein, which is just... 
Hilarious. So Parks and Rec so redeems well, a lot of his characters, right? Like the, like the Office doesn't. Parks and Rec redeems takes some of his characters that are that the start maybe aren't so good and it, it turns them into good characters mm. whereas The Office does the opposite it has these great characters that then they sort of ruin towards I don't know I feel like it does that definitely more in The Office than not um, what redeems these eh. characters in The Office see that's the thing is my, so my big issue with The Office is I think The Office wants to take characters it wants to have its cake and eat it too because <laughs> like on paper Michael Scott is a bad person he's mm-hmm. not likable and he's rude There's also really interesting he's racist that it's it's Same so good Jim. but it's the michael scott one's really interesting just because there's it pointed out that like the first two seasons especially or the first one season especially he um like had no redeeming qualities and then for season two their goal was make him 10 percent nicer so where like he does right. dumb stuff all the time and he is like you know whatever self-serving sometimes but then it shows just a little tinge of like but he actually cares and like surprisingly but he's actually good at his job and like sounds like that the first season lifts directly out of the UK office where David oh, yeah, is just absolutely. wholly unlikable. That's his entire character. He's unlikable. Like and by the end of the office, the UK office, at the very last in the Christmas special, at the end, David Brent is still just horrible, yeah. and he just, he just, he, he, you want bad things to happen to him. Whereas Michael Scott, <laughs> by the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad. I was kind of he's leaving. Yeah. It's so sad. And my my thing is, I think for all the effort they put in, like it, it's still not enough. Hmm. Really, like for me, like he still is a jerk and like he's funny, but like I don't. I, it wants you to feel bad for people that you really probably shouldn't. <laughs> and I, 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 and I want to say for in favor of Parks and mm-hmm. Rec, this is building off your point, partner. Mm-hmm. I think Parks and Rec is much better because of the reason that you just called mm-hmm. out. Where from the beginning, it has an interesting ensemble cast. Every single one of the characters, with the exclusion of like Donna and Jerry, mm-hmm. who are more like backed uh-huh. off, like has a complete arc and like grows and changes over time and like is significant whereas like in the office there are like four or five characters like that and then a bunch of background characters that they develop to varying degrees and i think that like as the show goes on and they need to rely on those characters more Mm -hmm. it gets worse and worse Mm -hmm. you know and parks and rec has the benefit of they get rid of the least interesting character very near the beginning replace him with two more interesting (laughs) characters and then you have a really solid cast until the end And, like, there are, like, great episodes and memorable moments for every one of the main cast, even the Mm B-listers. And you can't say that of The Office. And I think that Parks and Rec is way more even. Like, yeah, there are are great episodes of The Office. Mm -hmm. There are very few unwatchable episodes of Parks and Rec, and there are plenty of that. I've never seen Parks and Rec, but I do think... um, in terms of the office characters, like Jim and Pam, I've never for seen it, but let me explain why. <laughs> no, 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 tiresome and their, their whole shtick is boring and they're just sort of like you guys are actually rude to everyone and they're actually like really self-serving they're like they're just really like kind of mean to people and they're like yeah. almost like bullies and mm-hmm. you, there's a, like and then you watch mm. it back and you're like oh man I'm really happy I'm really happy for them and then it gets to that point again you're like oh yeah I really don't like these people <laughs> they're like they lie and they take time off work and they they you know they're just uh, they're just really selfish and it's only I when they really get together that happens the mm. one thing I will say uh, I really like 
that's the one of the only redeemable things about the later seasons of that show is that I think the characterization of their relationship is actually really good though. It's like good writing. There are yeah. a lot of shows that like yeah. show a couple that's been together for a long time and how your relationship is gonna grow and change and like that you're not always like, like that is that hard. Perfect, perfect, yeah. yeah, like perfect love stories still require work yep. and everything. Like yeah. that's one of the things about those seasons that are actually good. Yep. Good stuff. Okay, um, we got ten minutes left, guys. Right. Uh, AJ, you want to do our videos real quick and then leave the rest of the Q and A for next time? Uh, yeah, we can do okay. that. Okay, I made a video about what was my video even about? Joycon Pro. Joycon Pro. Pro. Yeah, that one. All right, we got some comments. Good time. Uh, here we go. Martel the Cool says Nintendo is losing quality control as my Joycon drifted three times. Then I got a replaced my Nintendo Switch Pro Controller twice as buttons kept on sticking. Thank goodness for extended warranty for my Nintendo Switch, Joy-Cons, and Pro Controller. Um, That's bad luck. Yeah, I think I disagree that they're losing quality control, like, just generally. Because, like, the Pro Controller is solid. Um, the Joy-Con with the drift, the, yeah, that's definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. But I think that's less so because they're losing, like, the desire to have good quality products and more because, like, they bit off more than they could chew mm. with the design of the Joy-Con. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, on a like an engineering level, they're v real complicated. Like, if you and look at, like... And they're very small. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. why on that's an so engineering hard. level, it's, they're so it's complicated. It's impressive how much they cram into something that's literally this big. And the fact that there are problems with maybe, yeah, I don't know, 10% of them, I think is... Yeah, it's nice. It? I think is 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 fine i mean it's annoying that it happens but like there's so much engineering that's going to making something that is basically more than a wiimote crowd into this mm -hmm. size right yep so so yeah I, mean, I, I, I disagree that it's a thing of like oh man nintendo's really you know they dropped the ball mm -hmm. on this and more of like they, they their eyes were bigger than yeah. their stomachs on this yeah, for sure <laughs> and and it's tough like you see this in game design all the time, right? Like mm -hmm. QAing a product is you can only test it so much before you run out of money and time. And yeah. like you don't like there's this great um, like figure that I've heard a few game devs like quote where it's basically like in the first 24 hours that something is on the market, it's play tested more than the yeah. entirety of the time that we mm -hmm. had to test I it. Believe it. So like yeah. you think about like how much they tested the Joy-Con when they were in R&D and it's like now there are millions and millions of them there's two for every switch and there's what 40 million switches in the wild yeah. right. like and, and there's no way there's no way to like play test it in the way that people yeah. will right because right, like, they, they they do a lot of very specific things where it's like all right how many times can we press the a button before that starts yeah. to fail but they're pressing it at, with machines uh -huh. it's not like at the different angles that people press it at and then not the different intervals that they press like, it at and how they press it with their way exactly you know like i do artwork <laughs> yeah i do too like i'm, a, I'm I, I sweat a lot and especially when i game like my hands sweat and it's like i'm sure that that makes my controllers degrade faster than some Someone who doesn't have that problem, yeah, right. mm -hmm. and how you can't yeah, and you, you can't quality control all of those things. Like, right. should they be and held accountable? Yeah, but it's not because they yeah, don't care. Yeah. It's like right. they they want their product to be good as much as anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's their brand. That's that's what they do. Like right. this being a thing that is the one embarrassing like stain mm -hmm. on the switch is something that you I am positive <laughs> they wish wasn't the Breath case. Breath of the Wild more than makes yeah. up for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call it like an embarrassing stain because it's it's such it's only a problem with the people that are already in mm, you know yeah. like it's not a thing that's like man the Joy-Con drift you know, I don't know if you want to buy I'm a Switch it's, it's, the, it's the one thing you can point yeah. to about the Switch that is bad. there's a surprising the number on the Joy-Con uh, on the Joy-Con video that I made a couple months ago that. Uh, there's a surprising number of comments that are like, I was gonna buy a Switch, but I don't know anymore. And I'm like, all right. Don't stop worrying about it. Like a little bit. It's like you yeah. are gonna buy a Switch. I, I, I just I I think that there obviously there's a gonna be an example of people that are on like these videos and stuff like that that say stuff like that. But there's four there's more Nintendo Switches out in the wild than there are Xbox Ones. Right, yeah. Right. So if it was that big of a problem, if it was a red ring of death level problem, which even that yeah. I mean, there was Wasn't that was the, the winner like, of that exactly. So I, I don't think that it's this thing that Nintendo can't recover yeah, from. Right. It's like it's only really a problem to people that they already yeah. have. You already and it doesn't happen Switch. to everybody either. Like yeah. I have uh, the I've experienced my first case of Joy-Con drift um, just like a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and it was with my launch set that I bought. Like I bought the double blue ones at launch, mm -hmm. and like those I need to send in to get fixed or whatever, but it's like, okay, cool. So two years into me owning it and I play it every day and that's the only set of Joy-Cons I've ever really used and like, that's the one yeah. problem. Yeah. It's when like, yeah, switch, it's, it when sucks, the, but whatever. Like, when the switch. I was the same way until Smash Bros. came out and then a lot of them drifted and then I stopped playing Smash Bros. on my Joy-Con, no problems. <laughs> when, when the Switch Lite came out and um, there were stories where like, oh, I've only had the Switch Lite for a couple of days and it's already drifting mm -hmm. and then people are like, oh, look, look how people look at that and they go, look how many, they're already drifting, don't bother to product it. So, you know, you have to send the whole thing in to get repaired and then you realise, okay, in those first two days how or ten days whatever it was I think it was ten days they sold two million of these these things right mm -hmm. two million in ten days in those ten days if you if only if, if a thousand of two thousand of them uh, were, were damaged right and oh god my math is going to be awful point one percent yeah <laughs> Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, whatever that Damn, is, right? that's fast, man. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> so if 20,000 of them were happening, right? That's, okay, 1%. <laughs> there we go, yeah. okay, right. So 1% or 20,000 systems is, you know, it seems like a lot of systems, but it's 1%. A 1% fail rate on a, on a device mm -hmm. is very good, right? That's super yeah. acceptable, <laughs> yeah. Like. It's, it's just like a thing. So this this comes up a lot where, like, I'll, I'll be talking to my mom, and she's like, I don't want to go to Florida because they have snakes. And, people, you know, I saw it on the news. There's snakes. I'm like, mom. There's yeah. there's millions of people that live in Florida. If if snakes were that big of a problem, you wouldn't see it on the news. I, it wouldn't be a thing of like, oh, look at this. It's it's an epidemic because if it's normal, then it's not yeah. newsworthy. There, there was some yeah. study that went out that people that frequently watch news think the world is a hundred times more dangerous than it actually is. Mm -hmm. Which is like, yeah, of course. Yeah, but it's just like, oh my goodness, that's so like frustrating too. Because like then somebody tells me this thing, they're like that. That's gonna something. I'm like, no, it's just not. Yeah. It's like not it's going like, on a it's boat because like you've seen the Titanic. With Pokemon, yeah, right. Where people were like, people were like, oh, you got to turn auto save off because there was a bug. It's like, but what wasn't reported is like, hey man, this guy that pirated the game, <laughs> his, his, his switch like got bricked when he auto saved. Like, and even then, it wasn't even his switch that was that was bricked. It was just his SD card got a bit wiped. Uh, all yeah. his save files yeah. were absolutely fine. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. dumb. And it's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't pirate games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we got a couple <laughs> more comments comment. to try to get through yeah. uh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Amp said, so far I've had three sets of Joy-Cons with Drift. I've had one broken L button, a broken ZR button. They literally exploded inside the shell. 
Do you live on the moon? Just, what? Um, and I've had connectivity issues. <laughs> my newest. What does that mean? I don't know. Who's to say? Um, very quick. My very newest quick set is randomly. Let us know in the comments. My newest set is randomly disconnecting while attached, so I have to take them off and put them back on again. I think they just put way too much into these controllers for how small they are and durability suffered. Can they just make pro Joy-Cons that are larger and sturdier? Yeah. I just like it's sure. so hard for me, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to um, discredit your experience there, Amp. Just like it's so hard for me to believe that you had like three to four sets go bust, and I have what is it? Seven sets of Joy Cons in my house, and I have one that has. Drift. I think I mean, oh, like AJ said, said, like I said, I legit had within the span of two and a half months. Four that started That's crazy to me. I went. Um, I went my third but set but it's, it's dependent on how you use it because it's like I like I said I played Smash Brothers and I'm talking like competitive like doing reverse mm -hmm. aerial rush techniques and like mashing out of combos with the analog stick. It's intensive use yeah. of this analog oh, I'm stick. I'm a pro Smash Brothers. <laughs> I'm, 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 Whenever I'm I play Smash, I'm using the GameCube games. controller. So yeah, yeah. You know. So it, it's like it's, it's something that most people aren't going to yeah. do because one, if you're playing this game, you're not using the the Joy-Con like I was because it, it's usually this like elitist thing of like and I, I, this is not a shot at you Pete, <laughs> but for the most part people are like Smash Bros is unplayable unless you're using the GameCube controller <laughs> um, but for me it's just a thing of like I could beat most people with whatever controller <laughs> I use and I just feel like playing handheld yeah, um, but, I feel like but now because of Drift I just don't do it whenever <laughs> I play in handheld I do actually I was playing a lot of Smash in handheld mode with those Joy-Cons ah. when Banjo came oh. out, I wonder if that was what did it. Probably. I mean, especially with Smash oh, Attacks and running you, and stuff, too, where you have to, were like, you fighting? Were you fighting Banjo or using Banjo? Playing as Banjo. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. I was about to say, if you're fighting against Banjo, then definitely, because <laughs> you got to mash. Do you remember when Smash for Wii U came out? Oh, sorry, Smash for 3DS came out, rather, and circle pads were just flipping, flying yeah. off. <laughs> I just replied, because like, uh, <laughs> Justin, he commented on this video, and he he essentially was like, um, he's like, they, they should just put circle pads on there. I don't have nah. a problem with circle pads. And I'm like, no! I would 1,000% prefer Joy-Con drift to circle pads breaking clean off. Any like, day. everybody that that I ever met that played Smash Brothers on their 3DS actively broke their circle pad at least once. <laughs> like I, or just, just like those things are great. Having to use a circle pad, how awful! Yeah, yeah, two, not great. Sorry, two circle pad over there. Yep, it's like yeah. having to grow up in the UK or something like <laughs> uh, America, right there. Growing up in the UK is cool. It's just being an adult in the UK uh, is just yeah. awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, same here, I guess, so. Uh, yeah. Last comments to read through for this video. Um, Matthew Kushner said, in the far future, next gen, there should be controllers with what I would call modules, or mods for shorts. Basically, a module would be a customizable insert into a controller. There would be four inserts for modules on a controller, just like normal controllers. Basically, one module could be a D-pad, while another could be an ABYX, ABXY layout. The consumer can decide which four to put into their controller at, and at any time switch out not modules um uh, nintendo can have lots of fun with this and it could really open up the door to many things okay i'm going in so my issue with this is that people are having issue with joy con drift people are like oh my god joy cons are drifting they're so small and fiddly if you make that more <laughs> small and more fiddly by having more moving right. parts and more modular things you know you might be able to just swap those parts out and go okay this bit's broken swap it out for another part 
you're still going to have bits that break more often. You're still going to have the the connectors are going to go weird. The 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 parts are going to break. You know, things aren't going to line up properly. Anything that's modular runs into yeah, that problem, especially exactly. when it's like a tech, like yeah. a piece of tech. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't want that. I think that's an idea that sounds attractive, but the reality of the situation is that. And I think it's easy from the outside in, like seeing this problem to like perceive it that way of like, why don't they just do it this mm -hmm. way? But like I think when, it, when it comes to R&D for a controller and you think about how much money and time and thought was put into making the Joy-Con or making the Pro Controller and, and like right. thinking about how people play and how it's going to be used and all that stuff, that is always going to result in a better, more optimized product than something that needs to be like... Um, one size fits all like that's mm -hmm. almost always yeah. for the worse and right. you end up having to make the, those parts even smaller because you then need to have those bits that that facilitate that modular mm -hmm. you know the fun extra funky stuff so if it's in the size it already is now is is relatively flimsy because there have been loads of these problems to then make that even smaller and more fiddly you're, you're just going to compound the problem you know so a lot of the video which it, Whenever you talk about Joy-Con, regardless of what the video is about, it becomes about drift. That's <laughs> what the comment section becomes. Uh, for me, I talked, I brought up the idea of doing modularity for controllers, not for the 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 goal of solving drift, but more so saying like, okay, there's different people that play games differently, and there's different games that use different control setups that the form factor of the Joy-Con and the fact that like Nintendo already has this whole thing set up where uh, when we got the announcement of like, oh, there's these rails on there and the controllers slide onto the thing and then like they could do freaking GameCube controller ones and N64, yeah, like yeah. all that stuff. Uh, being able to instead having to buy a whole nother set of $80 Joy-Con mm -hmm. and just saying like, okay, let me take, I, I want a D-pad on mine, so I'm gonna buy a D-pad and I'm gonna get a different uh, kind of D-pad or circle pads if you're an idiot. Uh, like that sort of thing is Damn, more attractive than it's <laughs> more it's more it's more attractive than buying a whole new set of joy cons every time uh for most people i think um, that's true but I, I i would rather just buy multiple controllers for those mm -hmm. kinds of experiences and have them be well-made yeah. optimized products and that, like that was another thing that i brought mm -hmm. up both things but again there, it really just depends on how you look at a product because I would prefer to say I'm just going to buy like when I buy a computer I buy the maxed out mm -hmm. computer because I don't want to have to buy another computer for mm -hmm. a long time mm -hmm. uh, whereas other people might look at it and say I could save $2,000 oh, I'll buy that I'll one, buy it one piece know? at a time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um, so just having an answer for everybody I think is the, the best yeah. last comment from this video Patrick Jackal says I used the split Joy-Cons all the time with Odyssey which was my first Switch game haven't really had another game where I preferred to play like that instead of a pro controller but yeah I wish Nintendo and Sony would come out with more controller variants and modular controllers I play split oh. Joy-Cons all the time like that's pretty much <laughs> the only way I play like off Really? Yep. That's cool. So yeah. There you go. There's me. <laughs> it's it's interesting because I think um, I I definitely agree that like it would be great to see more controller options. I think like that's something that Microsoft like deserves yeah, praise yeah, for, for sure. that uh the the accessibility controller that they made because um, obviously there's a lot of gamers that you know like just need a different kind of control setup and like you know whatever lets more people be able to play games is a good thing. Um, but something I like is I think it's really cool how in the kind of like internet Kickstarter, like, you know, startup 
era that like there are so many companies like 8-Bitdo cropping up that actually make high quality third-party controllers that are actually like good and work. Because I have the uh, the 8-Bitdo, the most recent one they put out that has like the Game Boy color scheme and it's got like a nice chunky D-pad and like yeah. that's what I use for platformers, you know, and like if I want to play retro games or retro style mm -hmm. games. Yeah, where's the turbo button, man? Where's the turbo button? Mm -hmm. Where's the LEDs? Where's the cooling fans? True. Where's where's High the quality. super thin plastic that if you accidentally drop it, it shatters like a piece of glass? Yeah. Where's the like the full color RGB-ness to your stupid little eight bit dudes, mate? High quality, he says. I I like it because it feels like an old chunky controller. Yeah. Like it feels like an mm -hmm. old school controller. Yeah, like like you could whack it against like your brother's head when he annoys you <laughs> and it's not gonna break. Yeah, like it's one of those things that like if I threw it across the room, I'm like, this might bent the wall yeah. or like break a window like it's yeah. pretty sturdy uh -huh. like there are like when you're playing a game with a mad cat's controller and you go to reach for that famous turbo button and the whole thing like creaks under the uh -huh. weight of you holding it gently because you're like this isn't gonna last these ridges all of these ridges are just gonna Dude, collapse i remember a friend of mine when i was growing up had a real anger problem and would break a lot of controllers and his parents started buying the mad cats ones because they were cheap and i remember <laughs> once he got mad and he just squeezed it and it crumbled <laughs> in his head. and we were children he was not that strong like it's like oh he was just like and squeeze it and it just cracked and <laughs> oh man all right we uh mm. so that's aj's video uh we don't really have time to go into all my comments from the video and actually talk about them but i do want to read them because i mentioned I, I responded to them and said i was gonna talk about them on here so i'm gonna read them and then i'll we just things we'll see what happens uh silver moon you reply we'll be yeah, quiet sounds good uh <laughs> silver moon red moon said not gonna lie okay my video by the way was about not being worried about um not being worried about 2020 because this is like statistically we know about the same amount of games for 2020 for the switch that are nintendo exclusives now as we did for 2019 and 2018 and 2017 at this time of year so like we feel like we don't know a lot but like we're actually in a pretty decent spot relax yeah, pretty much um so, so yeah silver moon red moon said not gonna lie i am a little bit worried no release dates for outer world silk song and doom eternal no news at all from bayonetta 3 and metro prime 4 i hope nintendo have more than just animal crossing and no more heroes for no more heroes 3 for 2020 otherwise ps5 and xbox next will certainly destroy them I think there's a really good chance Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. I, yeah. Well, yeah, I think everyone's got that idea now, don't they? That, that oh, it must be coming along, you know, mm -hmm. it must be happening. I, I hope we're all, like, pleased with it. Yep. I, I have also, to say I think we usually, we usually go into the year knowing next to nothing about whatever the big yep. game is. That's yeah. how yeah. marketing works. I mean, we know yeah. Pokemon was coming out, but we didn't know it was called Pokemon Sword yeah, and I mean, Shield. And especially like with this, the, the interesting thing is just, like, other companies do tend to be like, this game's coming out in two and a half years and tell you about, you know, that kind of a thing. So Yeah, whereas, <laughs> like, for these, legit, we've had trailers where it's like yeah this game it exists it's coming out in four months mm. so like that's and that's, mm. that's most of what the years end up being like so like the fact that we don't know outer worlds or silk song doom eternal dates like doom eternal that that's definitely one where it could be pretty late at this point who's to say but outer worlds like they could just drop in a direct and be like it's coming out next month because we already know about it so the marketing has started now it just has to finish yeah. up so like yeah yeah, and it's literally a game that already exists other, yeah. like on other consoles. Yeah, so they I can think, just play, hey, that game you already like, it's out on Switch yeah, now, exactly. buy it. I think the only other Could example drop, that... Actually, yeah. mm. Easily. The only other example that was thrown out here that I feel like really holds any weight is the Bayonetta yeah. thing, where it's like, where is Bayonetta 3? That's kind of mm -hmm. weird, because they're announcing new games and we still haven't seen it. They put yep. out Astral Chain, yep. like, 
but again, they put out another Switch game just yeah. recently, so like yeah. it's not that weird. And um, yeah, and they announced Bayonetta one and two what four or five months before they came out. Yeah, right. And with uh, Metroid, with Metroid two. Prime yeah, Four, two there's yeah. no there's no reason we should have heard about right. Metroid yeah, Prime at this Four. Point. No, yeah, like that yeah, game no. is doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like it's start, and I think that's the problem is people like I I think don't haven't really absorbed that message. Mm. Like when mm. I see like our listeners or people on Twitter or whatever who are like. Oh yeah, like I bet we're gonna see Metroid. It's like why? Yeah, what like, month do you think Metroid t- is coming out in 2020? It's like, it's, like, it's not. It got canceled yeah. last year and yeah. started over with an entirely new development team that lives in a different country. Mm-hmm. Like right. they're not. It wasn't like they picked up and pulled the baton and we're gonna finish it. It's we're scrapping it and starting mm-hmm. over. Yeah. That game's right. four or five or six years away from when it was announced last year like mm-hmm. that might be the last game on switch uh, right. i don't think it's like quite six years away because retro studios have been able to sort of make retro games in sort of two or three years but i don't think we're expecting it, exactly. not the yeah. we're getting it i think the earliest we're getting it is 2023 like Oh, no. I think 2022 is the earliest, okay. I would guess, honestly. Because 2021 would be three years, and I don't I, think it's going to be a three years. I think yeah, the only way that that would be the case, I've kind of said this on here before, is if they told us that they scrapped everything, but they actually have just like an engine from Metroid Prime Trilogy HD, if that's a thing, and some story. Be- like, if they're, they yes. have some kind of framework, but they're not going to tell us, we're starting over again, but we do have a bit of a framework, because that would obviously make us think, well, then maybe. Set yeah, exactly. So it's better for them yeah. to say, starting from scratch. So I think 2021, like just knowing how scrapping, like if I'm writing and recording a song or whatever, and I'm like, this thing sucks. Like I'm at that point, even if I get rid of the whole like song, that recording or whatever, I still have like ideas of how I want things to go. So it expedites the process yeah, a little but bit. Like, I, but I feel yeah, like it's I, different it's, than that. It, it, it would, it would yeah, be, it would be like if you wrote a song and scrapped it, and then I was like, well, I'm going to write that same <laughs> yeah. song. You know, like yeah, it, it, it would true. even no, it would be like if you thought of a song, <laughs> if you thought of a song and said, I'm going to make this song. And then you told Pete, I'm never going to I'm not going to make that song. You told him absolutely nothing about the song that you're mm-hmm. going to make. And then I don't, I don't know. It's more than now. that for sure. It's not a great analogy, but I'm going to read the next comment now because <laughs> wait, uh, wait, yeah. one, one quick point. Yeah. Metroid Prime was started development in the year 2000. That was from scratch. They started the entire thing, the entire concept of Metroid Prime from scratch in the year 2000. That game came out uh-huh. in 2002. I don't think right. you can compare yeah. development of a GameCube game to a, a Switch exactly. game. Exactly. Breath of the Wild exactly. took six years. Mario Odyssey had a five-year development cycle. <laughs> yeah, um, like no, but, that's a that's a. I think that's an even worse comparison than the song yeah, analogy. I, I, do, so. I really do. I think it's somewhere in between <laughs> all this not, stuff. Not to say that they're good. They're good at making games. They can make games quickly. But like, I don't think that especially like HD game development yeah. is a, a yeah. thing, dude. Also, it's, a, it's a reason why there's thousands of people on Ubisoft teams mm-hmm. and. Activity I think it's really it is a question a of how much they did or didn't have and like whether they were fully honest about that. I wouldn't expect them to be fully honest if they were keeping some stuff, they would still, should mm-hmm. still have said what they said. So it's just yeah. a question of if they had anything left over from that. And if not, then yeah, it's yeah, forever. It's possible. I would assume right. it isn't yeah. though. And I would say like, if yes, they want this right. to be for Metroid, what Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and Odyssey were for their franchises, which I think they yeah. do, they want Metroid to make more money and be a tentpole. Yeah. Like or Fire Emblem Three Houses, like it's it's gonna take yep, time. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cookie Monstar, well XX Cookie XX Monstar said, <laughs> plot twist. What a I name. Know. 
Plot twist, games don't get delayed, quote unquote, that often. They just like to egg people on and fan and keep fans in the know. And the quote unquote delay date is the real original date. No, no. that's conspiracy no. theory. Yeah. Go, go read Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and realize how not true that is. <laughs> These are the same, this is like saying that the Sonic movie redesign was, was planned right, all yeah. along. Right, yeah. You yeah. Can't it's, plan that's called for, conspiracy it's theory. It's possible yeah. to have contingen- contingency I th- I th- plans for things like these, but I, I don't think that necessarily means that it's the plan. Like, I think... We yeah, orchestrated I think to make a, this I think, to cause hype. Yeah, like, right. no. I think to make that blanket statement that that's what delays are is wrong. I think that there's definitely delays where they never actually <laughs> intended for that game to come out on that day. That's and, true. And, and the moment, like, at, in the I mean, instances where it's like, two, hey. I think they've said, I mean, that's been a thing that people have sort of said where it's like, yeah, they pressed them for a date and they gave a date and it was like, really? That was like, I think even like uh, like more calculated than that, where it's like, hey, we want to have this in people's right. conscious, right? Yeah. And then they say, okay, this game's getting delayed a year. Like if they announce a game and then three months later they delay it a year, that game didn't have a real date. I think I think <laughs> one of one of the things to keep in mind in this part of the conversation too is the difference between developers and publishers. And again, mm-hmm. I'll bring up the book in Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. There are a lot of examples, Anthem being one of them, mm-hmm. where publishers are like, okay, so like 2019 right or like mm-hmm. you know not using anthem right but i'm saying yeah. say we're making a game 2019 and they're like yeah yeah 2019 <laughs> sure. and then they're six months away from ship date and they're like oh my god we don't have a game like yeah. it's not done it needs more time the, uh you brought up um last of us that's definitely what happened mm-hmm. with that game they thought mm-hmm. they were gonna hit that date and then did. yeah and then they right. and they got more time because they're naughty dog and naughty dog mm-hmm. gets yeah. more time you know that right. happened with uncharted uh four three times where it had a date that they thought they were going to hit, and then they're like, mm, this isn't fun, this isn't coming together, or, or something happens, mm-hmm. and they're like, we need we need a few more months. Mm-hmm. And if you're a developer with clout, or you come from a publisher with money, then mm-hmm. you get that extension yep. sometimes. But, right. but you know what? Time doesn't always extend, and like right now, time <laughs> extended, and I gotta go. You're killing these segues, man. <laughs> you're ki- these, are the, these are the best segues I've heard in a long time. Just what a, so, uh, the king of segues, yeah, man. That said, uh, I gotta go. So I think that might mean we're calling it a wrap, y'all. That's a show. That's it a show, man. What a, show. what a good time. We talked about, I mean, we knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> like, there's so many things to talk about this week. Yeah, so, there's so was, much. Uh, you're like, what if we have a really long show and we have twice as many people yeah. as normal on the show? Well, yeah. And we scratch it down into less time. There's just it. too much stuff that happened. Yeah. We didn't know that the freaking uh, Indies Direct yeah, was going to happen. It's just yeah. too much. All right. Dude. Well, that said, guys, great job. Everybody go to loopots.com and check that out. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next time, babies.